welcome to episode 174 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Off-Topic Weekly Podcast. I'm Mike Solosi, and today, I've got a whale of a tale to tell you, lads, because we are kicking off Tales of Month on Retro Encounter. That's four episodes all about Namco's action-heavy anime-as-hell RPG series. And I have three Tales fans to um, have a, you know, a more generalized Tales of episode before we go into a specific game later this month. Uh, Beginning with Robert Fenner. I got my Body Blastia, I got my Swordian, I got my Disc, I've got my Giant Bazongas, and I'm ready to talk Tales. Like all of them! My Body Blastia is ready. What do we do now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, snap. Oh, I've been one up. Very good. (laughs) Joining Rob and I is Steph Zabidlo. I am your wonder chef, Steph. That's the best I got on such a whim, and because Robert took, like, all ten great introductions. So, so you tell me yeah, that I'm I can free. make a sandwich with only bread. You can fail it, too. I can fail at making bread sandwiches. Great. <laughs> Thanks for judging me, video game. I already can barely cook. You can't even assemble a sandwich. You... Ugh. But I, I put the More bread on time. backwards, which act- ironically wouldn't, wouldn't really you use break the, the end sandwich. Crust. <laughs> Depends what part of the bread you're using. If you're using the oh, cross, or the nut instead, or the instead end. of putting the flat parts of the bread, to, bread together, I tried to put the narrow parts of the bread together. <laughs> no, it would just upsetting me. <laughs> joining Stephanie, Robert, and I is Alana Hags. I can't top anybody else on here. So the I'll God just General, General Alana Hags. Hags. Yes, that's totally you. God Alana, General. all six of the God Generals, somehow <laughs> corresponding to the six main characters, one to one. It's like they'll, it's like they'll all be boss battles later. God General is a really epic title. Like, wow. God oh. General, leave me alone. <laughs> God General, you're ruining my life. <laughs> okay, now that's a reference that's I'm going to probably cut out of the podcast. But okay, well, one thing we're not going to cut out of the podcast is our shared love for the Tales RPGs. They began life on the Super Famicom with Tales of Fantasia, a game that never reached... Uh, North American or European it shores until it's, its until it its GBA port that hey. everyone hates. A masterpiece. Yeah. It even had its Kangaroos. own app- anime opening back in '95. It like, did. It had, it had a. It had a, and it had an opening song with lyrics. Um, in uh, in '95, it was a. Uh, and it sounded a bit like this. Like, it was a, a, a little <laughs> muffled quality. Yeah, a little muffled. All of them sounded kind of like the 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 Big Bird announcer announcer in Super Street Fighter Two. <laughs> it took. I remember it took like it took several years um, to um, emulate that properly because of just how gigantic that yeah, cartridge was. That was my first was... experience to the series. It was um, mm. an emulated version of the Super Famicom game in probably 2001 or 2002, mm-hmm. and uh, so, and I played the hell out of it. We'll talk about Fantasia mm. a little bit more uh, more specifically later. And then after playing that, I sought out the. PS1 games that were available in uh, in North America, and then from mm-hmm. then on, I played all most of the Tales games within a year or two of them coming out. And I, of course, I like some more than others. But uh, Rob, what was your introduction to Tales? Um, Tales of Fantasia was always something of like a holy grail. Um, I remember <laughs> seeing it uh, in all the game magazines and just that thing sort you of... could never have here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I came across it a few times, um, in the stores in London when it was new, but it was super expensive. So, um, I was always just kind of admiring it from afar. Um, and my first hands-on time with the series was, um, when, when Tales of Destiny came out back in like 1997 or 1998. 
And um, I would rent that over and over and over again because, um, you know, at the time there was nothing else really like it. Yeah, right on, I always so. felt like it was like a like a SNES RPG, you know, for the next gen, and it basically looked mm. like that too. It did, uh, and it was really delightful for that, and like the the graphics really crisp and clean, and for the most part, like you say, you can say it's a very anime as fuck game, but I don't know, it does. It's had a great long history, at least. Mm-hmm. So, Steph, mm. was Tales of Destiny also your introduction to the series? Yeah, it actually was, but it was basically like that ever since. So any other game that came out, I was basically sold on day one, and then you know I backtracked on Fantasia right away. Just to keep this train rolling, Alana, what was the introduction? What was your introduction to Tales? Oh, we got Tales late. So the first Tales game that came out in Europe was Symphonia. So that was my Ooh. first game in the series. Um, I think that's when most people jumped on the series too. Mm. That, yeah, was, it was pretty much. It was a. It was at least a very big entry point where it. it yeah. It, uh, it, because that was probably one of the most popular GameCube RPGs. That was, uh, uh, what, 03 Japan, 04 Worldwide? It was so different to anything else I'd played. I'd just played Final Fantasy and Secret Manor and stuff like that. So this was completely different. And yeah, anime as hell, but like I really dug it. And then I have basically bought every other game in the series as soon as mm. it's come out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just super easy to slip into. And once you're done, you're just... You're never like really disappointed initially afterwards, but like you're always pretty happy with what you've gone through, regardless of any issues. And they're just nice, fun. And it's always at worst a seven out of ten game. Uh, the <laughs> others are less, but you know <laughs> they're, they're awesome. They're awesome, not good ones. But, some clunkers, yeah. yeah. It's an uneven series, I would agree, but uh, so many of them are good that I am always at least willing to give them a shot. There was a period of oh shoot i want to say like the maybe late 2000s into the early 2010s where it seemed like a new one was coming out every year yeah it it kind of were yeah there was there was a gap it it was close to close to every year if not exactly and uh so it it felt like we were maybe getting a little inundated in tales and maybe also it felt like the quality was flagging a little bit uh i don't know that's a very subjective judgment but uh, they at the com- very least, I find most of the games do something right. Yeah, but yeah. E- each one is at least, at worst, serviceable, and at most, really, really great. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the Tales games have really dedicated fans. And uh, when we, I mean, Steph, you would know best of all of us. But when we post Tales stuff on social media, it always seems to do pretty well. Like uh, yeah. fans respond very positively. It's mm-hmm. pretty harmless series. <laughs> Harmless. <laughs> a harmless yeah. series. Podcast yeah. over people, we figured out tales. <laughs> no, but like none of them actually do anything that bad. Most of them, like they seem to be pretty well aware that they have a pretty broad audience and they seem to cater to that as well. And helpfully, they give each character a different hair color so idiots like me can tell them apart and remember their names. <laughs> Ooh, I do like that, yeah. One of them's got to have one boring as hell name. Good old Lloyd and Stan. Luke. Yeah, but Stan's eight. Stan's got an Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a fancy stan maybe i should have mentioned this much earlier but uh here on retro encounter a couple times in the past we have done episodes dedicated to our favorites of specific series there is uh there are episodes about final fantasy pokemon zelda we've done episodes where we mathematically determine our favorite game in a certain series by tallying nominations and then votes on every game within that series and now we're doing the same for Tales. We are going to discuss every game in the series briefly, but from a vote that took place before the podcast, we have a sort of final four nominations. And and uh, at the end of the podcast, we're going to hold another vote and determine Retro Encounter's favorite Tales of video game. 
I'm a big Tales of idiot. Like, I got lots of merchandise to prove it. And when Mike asked oh. me to pick a favorite, I was like, how dare yeah, you? Yeah, you, were, you, you were a little upset with me. I, I, <laughs> I, I was worried. I was like, oh, are we still friends? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's weird, though, because, like, I know my favorite couple, but then, like, you go down to, like, four, five, six, seven, if you're going to rank them, and then they're all, like, the same. And you're like, well, which one? <laughs> they're all tied for, five games are tied for third place. <laughs> yeah, I'm so jealous of your Tails merch. The only merchandise I have is an Eisen keychain, who is adorable, and he's looking right at me, and I'm just really happy If with you that. want, I'll bring some of them to E3, and we can play. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. I, I'm in a similar boat to Alana. I came up with my top three pretty easily, but when it came to a fourth, I was waffling between another three games or so. Before we go into those... Uh, Let's stay, stay broad a little bit. Let's each say one thing we like about Tales just before we get into the uh, into talking about the individual games. I'll go first since maybe you don't have enough time to prepare. Um, I, I like how the casts always seem to have different personalities and goals, and seeing how the cast interacts and or even clashes is a highlight of basically every Tales game, and they uh, help that along by including skits. <laughs> With oh. the, they, they just load these games up with dialogue, with characters talking about plot important things or silly things, just because they know that a lot of the fun is seeing these personalities clash. So nothing is really less important to the game itself, but more important to like what Tales is than that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. it's I, I think that the the characters are very important to Tales games, and for the most part, they've done a very good job with the various casts of characters. So just the the. Character personalities and the abundance of dialogue helped along by skits is something that I really like about Tales games. Yeah. Uh, does anyone else have want to volunteer a favorite before we start talking about the finalists? Uh, I'm a big mm. idiot. I like all the costumes. Mm. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, costumes. I yeah. swear I'll change it all up after like every dungeon, and I've bought probably too much. But yeah, I like that. I like uh, the general settings, too. I think they do a really great job mm. uh, making worlds, uh, with the exception being... Zisteria and Berseria, which I swear to God, I don't know what makes those games unique looking. Mm. It's like I, medieval village, the town. And yeah, I also sort of love, this is piggybacking on Steph's point, uh, the ton of costumes are always very referential towards past Tales games and other Namco games. Like, I, I think... It, I, I actually think Vesperia has the best set. I've been having so much fun I'm with those. Same. I love the villain set. I think that's so cool. <laughs> I, I need, I'm worried I'm, I'm not finding any costumes. I'm still early in the game, but I, I've barely found anything. I think, really I think those are really, the... like, time-sensitive mean quests to get costumes in Vesperia, oh, okay. if I remember correctly. Yeah. You also get a free pack of them when you with the Divinative Edition, so you might have to oh, use okay. them in the, in the very last tab in the menu. If you go in there, you'll have, like, Yuri Costume 1, and they're all, like, the bonus PS3 ones, so you'll oh, get the Namco ones. yes. All right, I, so, will, we'll... I will do that as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> I love Pete's baseball dog outfit. It's so from um, the, the, the stadium game that Namco brought out in the... Nice. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's one of the Namco costumes. Yeah, because right now I've got like Flynn dressed up as Chopin, and then I've got like yeah, Mr. Driller. Hell like... yes! Oh my god! <laughs> Flynn oh. is with you. He's in a fancy Wait, top hat, and when he's back, he almost want to buy it again. What what character can dress up as Klonoa? Which one? Oh, it's Carol. Uh, that's... Carol. Okay. Oh, was it Carol? I thought it was. I thought I think Genius has one as well, doesn't he? Prisea has yeah. it in. Oh, Prisea has it. Yeah, yeah. Prisea's <laughs> got Klonoa two, and then Carol yeah. is Klonoa one. Importantly, Outfit. Judith gets Cosmos. She oh, does. Which is pretty good. Well, she basically is dressed like that anyway. It's right, pretty yeah. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Alana or Rob, uh, do you have something, uh, a favorite thing about Tales that you want to bring up? 
Yeah, I like the stupid incantations everybody says when they use spells. <laughs> Very specific. No, I like Mr. Cots as well. I think the really crazy over-the-top super moves are always something I love doing, and I'm a bit of a combo fanatic, so I do like pulling high numbers on imbalance the, and they help. The like remaining high school edgelord in me really likes the spell title uh, Dark Visitor. I always thought that one was really cool sounding. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I like I, other cool stuff. I, like Ice my Dark Wall Companion. Or... The, the in-battle <laughs> quotes and tales are amazing. And I also love how the top lightning spell is always called indignation. Like, always, like, 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 yeah. just yeah. like, like God being sort of, huh, at its, at its creation. That's the kind of game great. Ultima kind of thing. Yeah. You can really see the shared DNA between this and like Valkyrie profile. Yeah, you can. I do want to say that I'm actually really happy the game stuck to its uh, ARPG-ness and always done a pretty good job with it. Like, I, I like, um, I think one big thing about Vesperia is a lot of people aren't really used to going back to TP. And I like that because I do like how they've moved away from it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, with CC or like uh, whatever Berseria uses, the kind of counter as well. Yeah, I, oh, I think we yeah. mentioned this on our Tales of the Abyss podcasts uh, a million years ago, but it, it gets a little bit frustrating that uh, you run out of TP really quickly if you're trying to pull mm. off the best possible combos. Yeah. And I, I think it was smart from Grace's onward to go to a non-TP system just so you can you know, use your coolest moves more often. I thought that was very smart. Who would have thought that, like, this sort of also ran um, not quite main series battle system of Rebirth would end up taking over the Tales series? That's right. It did start with Rebirth, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know enough about it, because, I mean, I just never raised my hopes. I was just like, okay, who cares? They were calling it the Team Destiny system for a while, because the the guys who took the the charge on the Destiny remake were uh, mostly doing those battle systems. Yeah, Team Destiny and Team Symphony, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Different artists, different yeah, styles. Yeah, cause, yeah, because um, yeah, Ino Mata does the artwork for Destiny, Destiny Two. Uh, Graces. Yeah, I think, um, I think Graces and um, Innocence was also her, yes. and and then and then uh, Fujishima, the Ah oh My God, Ah oh My Goddess dude, did uh, Fantasia, uh, Symphonia, Vesperia. Uh, it, it, it for a long time this the series was divided between these two teams and two artists, but I think from Zillia onward they uh, they've been combined. Cause, yeah, yeah, they became Team Zillia again, and, yeah, and, and then if, you, if you look at like Zillia too. and and uh, and Berseria, you can tell oh these three were the Inamata characters and these <laughs> and these three were the Fujishima characters. Yep. <laughs> There's big bows and lots of neon. It's Inamata. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun to one to discuss. Who's better, Inomata or Fujishima? Oh boy, mm. how dare you, Steph? Make me choose a favorite. <laughs> yeah, different approaches. I yeah. feel like they're not really comparable. I like them both quite a bit, but I've got yeah. a soft spot for Fujishima because I really liked um, "You're Under Arrest" back in the day. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm my <I'm> podcast. <laughs> Uh. I, I have thought about trying to do an anime podcast called On My Podcast, but I never, I never found the, uh, I, I never found the right pitch for it. Um, uh, so, Rob, do you have one favorite thing about Tales to get into before we really get into the podcast? Sure. Um, while I stole all the good intros from Steph, uh, Steph has stolen mine. I, um, I, this is a series. I enjoy playing these games. I do not take this series serious. How's that for two words that sound alike? Um, I don't take this. I don't take these games seriously at all. So I just want them to be like as goofy and madcap as can be. So yeah. like, give me all the costumes. Let me dress my team up like Pac-Man and Klonoa. Um, <laughs> let me play all the all the mini games. Like, and especially don't make me pay for any of this. Just like include this as bonus stuff. So mm-hmm. you know, I want to play Dragon Buster. I want to hang out in the casino. I want to play that. 
I want to play that unbearable like volleyball game in in Eternia just for the spectacle of it. It's it's bad, but still, it gives me pleasure to just like dip into it every now and or then, and I lose Uno. every single game. Or to it play Uno, I mean Wiss. Yeah, yeah. It, it took so much restraint not to play poker and Dragon Buster for twenty hours. Yes, area before I reviewed I it. I don't think they ever charge for the mini games, but holy hell, no, I don't they charge they you for costumes. Yeah, from Graces onwards, I think it was. It might have been Zillia onwards, but yeah, DLC um, uh, costumes are paid mostly. Which is uh, yeah, because the, the original Graces was the original Graces was Wii, so that was before mm-hmm. microtransactions were really a thing. So yeah. then, when they moved into like the the PS3 era. I don't remember if it was Grace's F or Zillia, but uh, someone tallied up the total cost of DLC, which was again mostly costumes, and it was mm. over a hundred bucks. It was because Zillia had all like the Idol Master. That's their Cash Cow series anyway. So like, if you want like all the Idol Master DLC, it's something like nine hundred dollars. But like, you yeah. could so even buy like why not uh, just like drip that into into Tails? Why not? <laughs> you could even buy like what uh, bang accessories though, like different hairstyle accessories. Like it was yeah. perfect. At least they optioned it out, and the smaller stuff was cheaper. But yeah, they they just fully embraced it right away. <laughs> you can also buy things like level boost and just large quantities of items mm. i actually don't mind yeah, that, that. Yeah, if, if it was if it was competitive multiplayer that would be unforgivable but being a single player rpg it's like hey if you if you want to spend that cash then go ahead yeah, if you love these games it. back in the day but you're like working all the time now and you yeah. just want to get to the end yeah whatever so again, it's great that uh, Vesperia's definitive edition offers so much that it's almost unfair uh right from the get-go <laughs> Yeah, uh, they even have like the level boosters, the money, the money things, and everything. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. If we're talking about what's good and bad about Tales of DLC, maybe it's time to move oh. on a little bit. I don't, I don't want this podcast to be two and a half hours, even though I love all three of you dearly. What's bad what? is Agart from Tales of Rebirth. She's like a cat girl bride. It's oh. a hideous. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh my is, god. Is she, is she a playable <laughs> character or not? No. She ain't, but she, she's like a very major character, but she's just got a very, very incredible design. It's her eyes. They creep me out. They're it so is everything. Weird. She yeah. is just a very strong design. Well, uh, j- just to chain this into something that I do want to talk about. Um, there you go. Uh, Rebirth is one of the games that is not in our final four. It was a PS2 game that came out in, I think, 2002-ish. <laughs> Steph, oh this my picture. God, oh my God. Go backwards. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Oh, Sorry. weird. Okay. Yeah, it is. I, I don't. I don't think her. I've seen this person before. You just yeah. see her like strutting, strutting down the catwalk, calm and Mister calm and Mister Wrong. What did you say? What did you say? Her name was again? Agart. Agart. Okay. Well, listeners, if you want to be horrified by a uh, Tales of Cat Girls um, character, look up Agart from Tales of Rebirth. Um, when we were talking before the podcast, Rob, uh, you mentioned that the battle system in this has you jumping between sort of three lanes, like sort of foreground, midground, background, and it, that was kind of like an old Fatal Fury game. <laughs> yeah, it kind of works here. It doesn't in that DS game, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you jump between uh, three planes. Was it just to make combat easier, or was there, like, strategic advantage to it? I think they hadn't really figured it out yet. 
Um, sure. I think they wa- I think they wanted it they wanted it to be in like a 3D space but they really were only comfortable doing combat on a 2D plane like all of the previous Tales mm. games. Really it was don't let an enemy jump a lane and get behind you and maybe yourself try to jump a lane and get behind them kind of situation. Mm. Uh but it, but it was very different from like uh Eternia or Fantasia where you're really one or two frontline fighters trying to play keep away so the enemy doesn't get to your uh healer and mage. Mhm. But it, it it looks weird, but I definitely wanted to try it. But uh, yeah, um, Rebirth, I, I, Rebirth was, was Japan limited, and I never got an import copy. And like speaking of, like I feel like we can't do this list without listing obvious import fan favorite uh, Tales of Destiny R, which seems to be like all the rage with anyone. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, we never remake, got it, unfortunately. Yeah. And that remake came out in uh, the mid two thousands, and it looks amazing. Like it looks like. Uh, you're playing Marvel versus Capcom 2 or something. The, mm. the the screen fills up with so much stuff when you're casting a Mystic Art. Mm. And um, Destiny 2 is another Japan-only game, which is a, a direct sequel from Destiny. I mean, uh, the uh, mm. the main character is Stan's son, Kyle. Everybody oh. wanted to play that. It's not that great, really. I did, but it does yeah. have the best opening. I did import mm. that one, and uh, I was really excited about it, but I, I didn't get... Uh, the uh, translation guide I had wasn't great, and I didn't get very far... Mm. But I, most, I, I wanted to fight, you know, Barpatos and um, see and <laughs> no items and and uh, and, and and see what this weird masked person named Judas was about. Oh wow! Oh, uh, traitors in the Tales series, really? Oh what? Huh? Judas? Whoa. Maybe he betrayed someone once. Weird. <laughs> but, but both of those were Japan-only PS2 think... games, and uh, so yeah. unfor- unfortunately, we've never gotten a. Uh, a an official version of either of them in English, but hey, if, mm. maybe if Tales of Vesperia Definitive does well, Namco, maybe go off Namco, please. Maybe either of Would those have... or the Destiny remake. Yeah, would they have to rename it at this point, or have the Dis- Destiny Two thing gone now? Because obviously, the probably the main reason we didn't get it was that Des- Eternia was called Destiny Two in America. Or they could just give it a subtitle like Tales yeah. of Destiny: The Next Journey or something like that. Sure, yeah, the Tales of Destiny: The New Challengers. Yeah. <laughs> Tales of Destiny Second Impact. Wait a minute. <laughs> Tales of Destiny Never Speak to Me or My Son Again. <laughs> well, yeah. No, no, they, they, could, they could just do the God of War strategy and just call it Tales of Destiny just to confuse everyone. See, but then again, would you want to be like a new 10 year old gamer being like, well, I missed the first five God of Wars? Well, I, <laughs> I, I missed the first five Tales of I missed the first five Tales of Destiny, so. <laughs> Never, never played a God of War until the most recent one. So, oh, did you like it? Um, I, I have, I've not gotten very far. I like it so far, though. But oh, that's nice. taking us deadly that's off, deadly cute. off topic. That's a very beautiful, cool game that I, uh, I, I think just has a lot of, you know, um, question marks or intero bangs around it that maybe we shouldn't discuss in this podcast. But uh, <laughs> um, three, uh, three other games that are not in our final four are the uh, DS trio from the 2000s, Tales of the Tempest, Tales of Innocence, and Tales of Hearts. Um, the fir- those first two never came out officially outside Japan, but Tales yeah. of Hearts' uh, Vita remake did have a release called Tales mm-hmm. of Hearts R. Yeah. Um, yeah, that... I- Really made it. I can hear by the fart sounds that somebody agrees with me that <laughs> um, that game. Uh, that was another one that was like the, its reputation preceded it, and then when we finally were able to get our hands on it, it was like, oh. I think yeah. what it is is that like Hearts did more for the the Nintendo DS than it did as a Vita game, and it was a pretty mm. bare bones and stripped down experience. Also, I would I see like... it being more charming as a two D game rather than yeah. like a very very barren three D yeah. game. 
I yeah. like the battle system in it, but it, yeah, it's everything good. else just flat. But I think I want to point out most importantly with the DS version. Do you remember those weird two versions that yeah. Japan got? They had the real yeah. one. Yeah. It came out one with like with like two D art and one with three D art, and they You'd both. Think that would like ever them. felt like they've been trying to forget it and yeah, like the three D version looked yeah. like an like like an alien version of the second one. Sister uh, series so Star strange. Ocean did the same thing with Star Ocean 4 in Japan. They did with um, the PS4 version. No, actually, PS3, you're right. Yeah, we, we version and the Xbox version. We got the real I like, secretly the CGI liked one. It, yeah. I won't lie. <laughs> See, I don't mind the anime version of Star Ocean 4, but yeah, it's just, the, like, like costing them a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah, I'm surprised they'd go through so much effort just to. It has. It, yeah, it has to be expensive to double the amount of art assets that you use, at least, mm. right? And and then double like the amount of cartridges, I guess. Like, yeah. did people really hate anime that much back in the mid O's? If anything, I, I, would I think like... it was people hated the three D. I think that's that's what it was in Japan. That's, anyway. Yeah, but that's what happened, though, right? Yeah, because I yeah. guess they would have made that for an international audience. Uh, like, they, I, they I did figured for Star that, Ocean. that uh, the core audience, out, even outside Japan, would be more interested in the anime version because these RPGs are anime as hell. Like, like they yeah. they, they yeah. want the anime in their RPGs. Was I my was the... my thought at least with Tales of Hearts. I think the problem was was putting Vesperia on Xbox 360 because I think the sales dipped at that point. I don't know, but yeah. It was not, only like a like few I'm... months after the release that they actually had the PS3 version lined up, wasn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, I thought like, that was because no one in no Japan had an, had an Xbox 360. Yes, it was. That's mm. why they put it on PS3. I, on the bright side, like the 360 had a really good run. So, I mean, even if you did get the 360, it was not a bad system to have. And what? It had Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon as well. So, I mean, it actually had a few interesting exclusives. Yeah. Well, and the yeah. Xbox 360 dominated North America, and the PS3 yeah. outsold it in both Europe and Japan. So, it was, I'm sure it was confusing for a while uh, for poor Namco on what system to put our games on. And, and they <laughs> did put three on the DS, which, was, which is one of the most successful systems of all time. Yeah, but it, but unfortunately, the those three games were a little underwhelming. I did play a translated version of Innocence. Uh, up yeah, until, I played that one too. I, I didn't finish it, but I got up to the volcano dungeon, which was at least far enough to have all six characters. Again, but, for uh, for a Nintendo DS game, it is superb. I yeah, don't it, again, it, but I didn't. The think combat that... was really good. Felt really good for being a Nintendo yeah. game. Uh, for being a DS game, but um... so the whole big thing about Innocence is like reincarnation, and so you'd have yes. like some asshole be like, mm-hmm. "You you killed me in a past life. I'm here for revenge," and you they die again it was really like who cares about a lot of that yeah to me anyway they were trying to tell the story of some big battle between gods from centuries ago and they could have just done that yeah whenever you met a new but they didn't keep that like behind a curtain they told you oh this is who i was in the past life as soon as you meet someone so which made it awkward for the two of the main characters like oh yes we were lovers in a past life but i'm not interested in you now baka it's like oh great (laughs) It's like I'm a sad little crying boy, and I'm gonna buy ice cream for everybody while they abuse me. And actually, I was like a I was a a, a uh, dictator god in in my past life. Yeah, yeah like, he was oh. not a fun protagonist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. He was he was a he was not a very fun protagonist. He wielded, uh. he wielded a sword bigger than he was, even though he had arms like Luka. pixie sticks. <laughs> Ruka, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, I, I, I'm not a big Luca fan. I thought that his uh, I thought that his sword buddy Spada. Was much would have been a much more fun main character. Father is cool. I know right. Next, Innocence is the one that cool I know it was great, very yeah. little about. Yeah, Spot's hat. Too. I love that hat. Yeah, Spot's hat <laughs> should have been the main cool. character. 
But that I think that was developed by like the Tales of the World team. So there's a whole lot of procedural dungeons in there as like in in lieu of like side quests. Yeah, there's right. lots yeah, of a lot of dungeons right. that were like on yeah. that were like angled grids where he uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. God. Um, uh, why? It, I I got I got sick of the volcano why? dungeon is why I stopped playing it. <laughs> but, okay. Anyway, uh, um moving on to we? Uh, let's talk about Tales of Legendia now. That's Tales of Legendia is an unusual black sheep in the series because there's no multiplayer. Mm-hmm. They go back the to music, a, right? Yeah, they go back to a two oh. D plane, even though this it's after Symphonia. I think also after it Abyss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't it's after Abyss. Oh, oh, it was just before it's Abyss. Bit, okay. Yeah, Abyss was the ten year anniversary. But it's, and but, it's the year before. But also, maybe most unusually, it's not an Inomata or a Fujishima game. They bring on a new character designer. The uh, uh, shoot, the same person from Samurai Champloo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kazuto, uh, Kazuto Nakazawa. Nakazawa. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for the assist, Rob. Um, Worked on Parasite and... Dolls and Kill Bill as well. Chloe's got the greatest skin tight onesie. Sentinel's a weird looking pro- protagonist. I'm I like him. His... Yeah, yeah. I do too. Well, I, love, I, I love... don't like him. I like his design. <laughs> I, I like <laughs> that he has a, that he's a martial artist with suplex finishers. Yeah, yeah. You like, can like, even yeah, do like the big enemies cool. too, right? Yeah, no. Um, every couple levels, he upgrades his finisher that that allow him to body slam bigger and bigger enemies. At which point, you can eventually body slam dragons and giant adamantoids impersonating <laughs> turtles. Uh, um, the, the combat in that game was pretty good, especially if you if you like did like switches between Sentinel and Chloe, you could get hundred plus combos even playing single player pretty easily like uh, yeah. it was a very functional tales game but the only I, problem is well, like the... by the end everything was a damage sponge and you were literally spending yes. so oh. long in battles so like I, I think as much as people wanted to like it again it was uh, the 3d thing i think was just starting to take off so people really like that and yeah just the enemies being a damage sponge was not helping and, and also i mean may, maybe most unforgivable about this game which i i mostly liked until towards the I end i was roll, i was eye rolling a little bit they uh-huh. make you repeat every single dungeon oh. in the game uh well, with new context in this in the second half um and that's, they the, do... that's the epilogue really you can kind of stop there <laughs> But it's not, really, not really good though, epilogue. It, it, it is, and um, every chapter of the epilogue centers on like the indiv- the personal uh, quest of of every character other than Senel, and yeah. I, um, and and that's really cool. Like like figuring yeah. out what the deal with Groon is, and helping Chloe with her revenge, and and uh, and Moses and his dog like bringing tears to my eyes. Um, all of that was pretty cool, but I, I just didn't love repeating every dungeon again. It also brought back random battles, and what was weirdly obnoxious about that is even with a holy bottle, you'd still always fight three battles every time. Jesus. Yeah. I'm, yeah, we never got Legendia well, over here, so I, uh, this is a lot of this is news to me, but I always wanted to give it a the go. The characters and the, the graphics. Really the soundtrack nice. is incredible. Mm-hmm. Easily the best in the series. The series is not known for amazing music, but Legendia's is yeah. probably the only one. Maybe and... some of Zestiria's, which incidentally is also co-composed by, well, it's co-composed by Goshina. This is entirely composed by Goshina. Eschewing Sakuraba was a really good move. And I, th- I, I agree mm-hmm. with you. This is one of the strongest soundtracks in the series. And I like this game a lot. I felt that it was really daring. I mean, it's got this very different feel from every other game in the series. That's like do in part... Uh, to um, the battle system was developed by like a number of people who worked on Tekken and Soul Calibur. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, like, they even got rid of the main artist and the main uh, yeah. composer, so it 
felt different quite literally because the entire framework was different. So mm. it, I, don't, I don't know what they were trying to do with this game. It kind of seemed like they were trying to spin this out into a series. I don't know if you remember for a long time mm-hmm. uh, when the Wii launched, uh, Namco announced Swords of Legendia. And then I that love was how just they like... actually made a joke about that in uh, Tales of Graces, actually. Oh, they did, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. 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 So like Tales of Graces has like a best uh, kind of super item and they're all based on logos and motifs from other series games. And so literally you can mm. get the Sword of Legendia. I... <laughs> nice. <laughs> Finally. I, I also loved how in uh, Tales of Berseria, when you send up your scout ship to do uh, s- secret missions, all of the artifacts you find and the place names that you journey to are named after past tales games and the, yeah. and the magic urn you find is from a, a like an island called groon yeah. for lack of better words i mean like the tale series does fan service quite right oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, so they, they're well. very self-referential very with, literal, their, yeah. with, with their uh special items and costumes and, 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 Nam- and the series knows what island. it is yeah mm-hmm. so and what, Namkimboda Island or whatever? Yeah, Nam- no. Namkobanda. Yeah. Namkobanda Isle, which Namkobanda Isle. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I, I think, Mike, I think we're going to disagree on this, but I really thought that it was a cool and daring move to set this on just one island because I, I like small-scale I, RPGs. That was my idea. problem. I just don't like one-town games. Like uh, mm. w- when I when I play a big RPG and and maybe uh, me wanting a big RPG is what's at odds here. Uh, I, I like sort of like exploring an area with different mm-hmm. different towns and different cultures and uh, and different you know different entire worlds. The world felt a little too small being on a magical island with one town. But, I mean, like... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be weirdly honest, but whenever I think of uh, Legendia, I remember taking driving school lessons because that's totally what I was doing at that time when it came out. <laughs> so I always just remember my my driving teacher, middle slow street legal driving school. He had a great accent. I love Mida. <laughs> Um, I, I remember the singing otters that would all go oars, oars, oars. Actually, it's weird. Because the Tales series has been around so long, I actually have weird distinct memories with all of them. Like, whenever I think of Tales of Symphonia, I think of Andre 3000's Hey Ya. Because <laughs> 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 that's what I was playing when I played it. <laughs> so whenever I, I, I hear always, Hey Ya, I just well, want to boot up Symphonia. When I was growing up in my parents' Symphonia. house, um, I would always have the small TV with my games, and my sister would... Wa- have whatever would have movies or television on the big TV because the yeah. rule in the house was you know movies and television are more important than video games. So I, <laughs> I, I often remember RPGs by what my sister was watching at the time. What was she and watching? I, and for Legendia, I'm pretty sure that was a lot of Gilmore Girls. So I associate Legendia with, <laughs> I associate Legend, Legendia with Gilmore Girls. And I have my sister a, has good taste. I have a shockingly <laughs> deep knowledge of Gilmore Girls because of how much of how much I watched vicariously. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, sure. Logan is the worst, by the way. Uh, anyway, yes. Legendia came out um, like right, like the week that I had moved out of my mom's house for the first time. I remember oh, wow. uh, I- importing it and like having a job and living on my own, and it just being kind of surreal and weird. So. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that first that first time you move out, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's an, that's amazing. All right, so. Uh, okay, if we're talking about driving school and Gilmore Girls, maybe, maybe we should move on to a new topic. Um, uh, neither Zillia nor Zillia Two is in our final four, and um, those are those are uh, recent-ish. They were towards the end of the lifespan of the PS3, PSW60 generation of uh, game consoles. And I, mm-hmm. I've only played the first nine or ten hours of Zillia, but I actually really liked it. I, um, the the the, the big the big weird open spaces were. 
Wait, can I, I go into I, I a bit of a monologue about that? Yeah. I, 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 I hated those. that the entire world mm. is a boxed canyon. Yeah, yeah. It really is. It really is. And it's Very always in three parts. <laughs> they, yeah. they kind of did that for Zestiria and Berseria also, just having the, the spaces in, bet- in between towns and dungeons being these like these big walled gardens, like a Mario 64 level or something. Yeah. But, 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 but they felt worse in Zillia. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I, 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 I didn't. I don't even think I met the sixth playable character. How far I played it, but I, I liked most of the characters. The combat felt all right. Uh, Mil, uh, Mila's hair is incredible. I Mila's design Mila. is ridiculous. No, her design's oh ridiculous, but her, but <laughs> just her hair, I think, is, is, is like should be the seventh character, really. Yeah, <laughs> those sure. were the first. I think those were the first games that really gave me an appreciation of Matthew Mercer and how. Um, yeah. He's he's Ooh. he's more than just a Troy Baker sound alike. Um, he yeah. got really his liked... own persona character one game yeah. later. 2013 <laughs> was like his year because he was Chrome uh, in Fire Emblem Awakening as well. They was. was the same, the same right. year. Those games came out in the same year, and I remember. Yeah, I I actually really like Zillia too. I do not like Zillia too. Okay, okay, so, so you like Zillia okay, so... also, but not Zillia too. <laughs> Yes. Um, also, how can, you, how can you throw shade at Rolo like that? I love oh. Rolo. <laughs> Rolo is the single best thing about Zillia 2. And I do like Lugur as well. And I think I don't like the way that they use the. I love the uh, games well, to switch their cat dog, their cat, the cat <laughs> mode and dog mode games. Yeah, but I re- I like the the cast of Zillia is one of my favorites. So I think mostly because I just really like Alvin, um, which is yeah. Matt Mercer's mm-hmm. character. What a git! Yeah, oh my uh, god! Is there has there ever okay minor spoilers for Tales of Zillia? But has there ever been a more obvious? Oh, he's <laughs> oh he's the one that's a secret agent for someone else. Character. They do not hide it at all. They lampshade it like it's all the time. It's so obvious. It's really it's really interesting. Oh they well, do Raven. Give a lot of context to it. Yeah, I was going to say Raven yeah. is really yeah. obvious as well. I thought it was like... less obvious for Raven and far less obvious for the but Raven's always sneaking off. But, but yeah, well, Raven, yeah, he's not going for toilet break. I didn't I didn't think he would end up being who he was though. I, I didn't he's guess that. Called. And he did throw me. Like, and, I love that plot twist so much. And, and, the, uh, yeah. and the plot twist of who betrays your party in Abyss, which you listen to the old podcast if you don't know who that is, also threw me pretty much, pretty well. Yeah, you'd think it'd be Jade. <laughs> yeah, I, I was sure it was going to be Jade or uh, or Tyr, no, probably. No, but no bad there. words against my precious Jade. No, 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 no. no. There's no bad words at all. I love like, Jade. Of, of, all of, the, yeah, of all of the sociopath mages in this game, Jade and, and Rita are 1A and 1B. They're Mm-hmm. fantastic yeah uh, i actually when i did a replay i didn't like zilly at first but when i did a replay i actually appreciated a lot more the only I, thing i, I should, didn't like I is it had give, a very I give it a replay i, I want to give that game another chance the one mm. thing i don't like is it has a very tell don't show style of story and that really yeah. sucks mm. yeah it does um it's there's got a lot a great of side... story and there's, there's so a... much of it there's so much stuff that's not in the game as well you yeah. have to read side material and that's why i think i really appreciate it the, but the Zillia... choice of protagonist i felt like it didn't matter as much as it could have or so hot take, no. i, I wish like it was it mila and alvin who should have been the two protagonists really? i just think i think alvin is more important than any of the other characters in the jude, game jude is just an audience stand-in he's yeah. the usual like the jude boy. is so Vaughn. good in combat literally his only mm-hmm. saving thing is that he's the combat medic of your dreams mm. well I like I kind of like Jude as a protagonist, but I do understand why people don't because he is a little follow Mila and do what she wants me to do and protect her and fall in love with her. And I'm just like, no, boy. he sucks at first. Think... His little sad puppy dog is suck until he finally. Drops oh my god! That. Oh, you guys I think, are I think really they either should have made Jude the protagonist and had all the other more important characters surrounding him. 
and his relentless optimism and love for Mila, or they should have just cut him and made and made the game more about uh, Mila and Alvin and these other more important characters, and maybe yeah. and make the combat medic someone else. I want to jump into Silly too for a different turn for the series in that you have a silent protagonist and there's it lures you into the sense of security that you have a lot Oof. of choices in game and it, um you, those choices really don't matter and there's one really big important choice like near the end and I hate all of them and I hate the outcome of all of them and I hate all the endings oh, wow. controversial opinion I, I, I really I really wanted to get the bad ending and I could just not beat that boss battle the, o- the only ending Ooh, yeah, the only so ending hard, that's- yeah. The only ending that's good is, well, Exilia 2 starts off with you accruing a massive debt, basically. And the game is gated by you paying off this debt. Um, so you have to get, to, to get to certain chapters, you'll get a phone call from someone and they'll be like, hey, you owe us this much money. And until you've paid, you can't get to the next chapter or the next story section. I think it's like one billion gold or one million gold or something yeah, like that. Ridiculous. Uh, but it's a hot spring scene in reverse with all the men instead. And it's great. All right. Nice. That sounds all right. I know very little about Zillia too, but that makes me 20% more interested in the game. Uh, I don't know what um, Zillia did for its original cast more than its new cast. I could not really care about the unique chapters. Yeah. A lot I... of it felt too edgy for edgy's sake. And yeah, the endings are just kind of dissatisfying to give like, that. Zillia's a silent protagonist, but Hamlet he's got ending. such a defined personality that none of the options are viable for him at all. Yeah. Like. It just annoys me a little bit. Um, he's but, the quiet man. If you play New yeah. Game Plus, you get this dialogue, don't you? And you he's do, got nothing yeah. to say then either. No. <laughs> no, but it's even lamer than that. They just kind of read it off in the screen. Like, he doesn't yeah. actually mm-hmm. say it. He just reads it, and it's sort of like, oh, that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Best dressed protagonist, I will say that. Oh, yeah. yeah I love that outfit. <laughs> he looks awesome. His I, fantasy, his fantasy I used to dress uh, like that. Oh, is, he, is, he the, is he the character with the big tie and vest? That's right. Yeah. 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 I like those modern redesigns for all of those characters, actually. They're all quite yeah. cool. He, he reminded yeah. me of Adele from Disgaea 2, who, is, who has, like, a, he has, he has like a sleeveless work shirt with a giant collar and a tie that's <laughs> yeah. about as big as a cape. Um, <laughs> that looks so dumb, that design. Like, <laughs> I love its dumbness so much. Weirdly, like, I don't really have many fond feelings for the Zillia duology at all but I played through both of them and then I played through like the bulk of both of their bonus dungeons and like I don't feel like I wasted my time (laughs) I had fun uh, like I, I had undergone just like a minor surgery, but it was enough to get pain pills. And anyways, I was stoned throughout entirety of Zillia too. So I liked it probably more than I thought I did. So, okay. I haven't played any Zillia too, but, but you're suggesting anyway. accompanying it with Oxy or Vicodin. Yes. All right. Got it. Um, <laughs> speaking of, uh, of other terrible Tales sequels. Um, oh uh, no, please don't. Uh, well, um, Symphonia nor Symphonia yeah. 2 are in our final four, and maybe the less we speak of the Night of Ratatosk, the better. Mm. Dawn of the New World. Yeah. Right. It was terrible, like straight up. I played it, I think, in, on one afternoon on a Sunday. I got through most of it, and I and like I was just yeah. like you can play I, most I of like it in one afternoon. Uh, yeah, I honestly felt like a waste of my time. It's not long. I think it's like mm. twenty five hours, maybe. Huh. Okay. No. Yeah. So- this I missed this on Wii, and then when it came to PS3, it was frequently on sale before the PS4 came out. And I think it was like both games for something like ten pounds. And I was like, "Well, yeah, you know, I've I've played Symphonia. I loved it. I 
well, I, I, I loved it at the time. I don't really want to go back to it. I will get night. I, I will get the sequel because I haven't played that, and that's only like three pounds. Um, you, you think so... they would have learned with Vesperia that they should not have gotten new actors? Oh my um... god! Just like Ooh. I think I tapped out around the point that it was like your first quest is to walk around town and apologize to everybody for your existence. Oh no, 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 no. It's got the most random best ending requirements. Um, it's literally happens in two of the dungeons oh, yeah. that you visited before. Uh, for the lightning dungeon, you just can't fall off the edge, okay? Uh, for the fire one, oh. you just can't leave it. Is you that, just can't leave the dungeon. Is, is there any context? Or, or... None, none, no context. And then you, like, you get the best ending by like losing the final boss battle, is that right? know anymore i don't care (laughs) (laughs) like because you're actually the bad guy and you have to be vanquished Uh, that's kind of a neat idea but uh, so you're saying you have to apologize to the final boss as well exactly i think the final boss is well i'm not going to spoil tales of zillia 2's like bad end, like bad ending that you get is so challenging and so much cooler and you know edgy i like that one a lot better i tried so many times I tried so many times, I just could not do it. All right. Well, okay, that, that's already more than enough time dedicated to, to Dawn of the New World. Um, Tales of Symphonia okay. is, a, is a pretty good RPG. We talked about it a little I bit love beforehand. That game. It yeah. was a, uh, it was a, um, maybe not a system seller, but it was a really popular RPG for the GameCube, a system that didn't have a ton of uh, great RPGs. It started and the first. running. It started that great running gag of terrible wanted posters too. Oh, I love that gag so much. <laughs> and also. One thing that I thought was just an excellent case of timing for Symphonia, the GameCube had uh, four controller ports, so getting a four-player game was as easy as you can imagine for Symphonia. And Mm -hmm. even though though the camera wasn't great when you were supporting four players, uh, I I played... It was the start of a lot of fun four-player tales for me, and that was. Uh, you just needed and, the one person who's bad at games to be the one who like plugs B a bunch of times to be a mage to make it pass <laughs> yeah. faster. And I, like, I, I, buddy. I didn't have first choice of characters when I joined my group playing that game, so I ended up using Colette and Regal a lot, Ooh. and I. But I kind of liked it a lot because I discovered uh, Colette's awesome spiked balls uh, attack, <laughs> yes. and I got and I got surprisingly good with Regal, <laughs> and I was able to like he was. The easiest character for me to solo the arena with. Yeah, it um, was really fun to play as. What a stupid character, though. Like, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I feel so guilty. I will wear handcuffs forever. And only kick. <laughs> it's only mildly dumber than like Sanji from One Piece. These hands are only for cooking yeah. and women, so I shall kick with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> that, ga- that game has so many cheesy one-liners, though, and I always remember Regal's like, "What is this ominous light that threatens to engulf us?" And I'm just like. <laughs> I love like, it. He comes in so late into the game, and he's just a big old ham. And like, I know, like a, isn't he like it's a hotel magnate as well? That's Crispin Freeman. Yeah, he, he, no, yeah, he was a he was like a, a uh, yeah he was like a wealthy businessman who got in trouble and was sent to prison. I love that he gets the title El Presidente. Yeah, it's, he's the president of the Ultimera Company, which yeah. is the resort town. Yeah, he killed his girlfriend. Spoilers. It was for merciful reasons. It and because she, she was exper- she was experimented on, and yeah, she was experimented yeah. on and turning turning into a monster, just like the kind granny from the first two hours of the oh game. Oh my god! Oh, Grandma yes. Marble. Oh no! <laughs> In her concentration camp, being whipped. What a what a what a tonal whiplash. Right. Yeah. yeah. Boyd, like you're not a nuts, dwarf, man. but there's health. There's half elf racism everywhere. Uh, those character designs, I did not remember it looking the way it does. Yeah, it's not aged and very I nice. I don't thing. like it at all. This sort of like half step between 
um, sort of anime cell shaded characters and chibi characters yeah. with like mm-hmm. the proportions are just all weird. And it's like, I really, I was really surprised. I really did not remember it looking like that at all. It the sort slice... of looked like a Final Fantasy VII's like sprite 0.5 kind of look. Kind of. Like a little bit with, with sort of um, definitely heads that are a little too large with, yeah. uh, with like sort of painted on kind of facial features yeah. that don't look great. The, um, the art style change between Symphonia and Abyss, which are both Fujishima games, I thought was a major improvement. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. I guess they'd gotten a hold of the hardware at that point and were able to I do what they wanted that. to do. I did like how many like dumb little charming things they did with uh, Symphonia. Like I love that Colette fell through a wall in a town, and you see her. <laughs> There's the hole in the wall when you go back to Isalia, like at the end of the game, and it's still there. It's still there. They just. Yeah. <laughs> like they yeah, just but... kind of sweat drop and they're around it i guess symphonia has one of the best side quests in the series as well because you get to name all the dogs so you know yeah. Yeah. colette gets to name all the dogs oh, what a what a great talent like waffle you have such a fluffy tail it's so sweet oh no it's so cute but yeah they also had really... a pretty half-baked like betrayal storyline with zelos where they kind of abandoned oh you, yeah you know, that I... way like, acting kind better. of funny are you okay yeah i'm fine i was like oh yeah he is fine double betrayal though isn't it because mm. he's he's a double agent yeah i thought cam clark was really hammy as kratos like what are you it was doing so here? good <laughs> yeah the game is so like early 2000s it's really painful to go back and play yeah. but i still kind of adore bits of it and Zelos has the plot aged is really so well clumsy. i thought he was so much fun yeah i'm it's really clumsy like all the religious side stuff and things yeah. like that is super clumsy but it's just I don't know. Says, like... uh, whenever he learns a new skill, he's like, I must be a genius. Yeah. <laughs> Burn, baby. Corruption. <laughs> Symphonia introduced uh, one of my favorite ongoing side quests in the series uh the the uh, the fell arms yes oh right yeah the, i love um, that yeah uh oh shoot this is the one with uh with the sword dancers and and Ebisio? no yeah. no sword, the sword that is another good one it, yeah it's a different yeah, one yeah 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 okay sword dancers are a different side quest but they are in the... that and i'm thinking of Abyssion. yes i think that was his name is, is he the final the final yeah. boss of the fell arms quest uh yeah he is he's yeah, the, right, the right, one right. inside the book yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, so you, right, yeah. So you get like these like HP Lovecraft esque eldritch uh, weapons that are I pretty weak that. at so first, <laughs> and then when you do the side quest to power them up, they um, get stronger with every single kill, um, and they all just look horrible. You're just like wielding these like the writhing masses of soul of just pure evil. I, it's I think great. It's, it might yeah. be a little bit of the Soul Caliber Soul Edge influence from the different yeah. <laughs> and, and even in Tales of of the Abyss, uh, three of the Fell arms are these, you know, horrible eldritch, uh, like uh, black and crimson things, and the other three are the are like holy like shiny weapons. Ho- holy, I, I, yeah. Again, like Soul Edge versus Soul Caliber, but uh, yeah. but yeah, that side quest has been repeated in maybe every Tales game since. I'm, I'd have to check a list or something. Most, yeah, yeah most, most yeah. maybe not all, but it's 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 cool and satisfying if you're willing to put in the time for it. I, I thought it was mm-hmm. maybe a little bit better in Abyss because there was more of a story tie-in, but it, it's very cool in Symphonia. Yeah. Yeah, they do really cool side quests in these games. And like I always like how they even bring back um Pirate Eifried in some weird ridiculous context <laughs> as well. God, and yeah. searching for all of his treasure in Fantasia was a nightmare. Oh, that, that yeah. definitely check a guide for that instead of mm-hmm. trying to follow all the nonsense clues. But yeah, he he's he's a cool recurring bit. Uh, I th- for so- sorry, this is like a stupid thing, but I think Fantasia actually had a sub item that was literally a small like percussion thing. 
you can so. actually make your own little drum set and it was all snes bit sounds <laughs> like i think yeah yeah i think it changed your yeah. attack your your attack sounds into into like drum sound noises there's like the, yeah and there's also like the combo item that they give yeah, you like... which is just a super nintendo controller that allows you to use any skill in the game instead of just equipping four but yeah you have to use like street fighter motions Oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very cool. I, I remember that one better than the drum set item. But anyway, okay. I love, Yeah, they always keep put something ridiculous in all of these games, and I love it to, de to bits. Like, I definitely love the uh, the sort of Super Sentai Power Rangers thing they had in uh, Abyss. Too. Yeah, oh, the, the, yeah, the, the Abyss, Abyss Man costumes. The Abyss Man costumes. So cool. mm -hmm. Have you ever played I, it yet? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you, right. you can only get them in a replay, and I have not done a replay yet, sadly. <laughs> Disappointed. That's Me a bucket too. list thing for you, I feel. <laughs> Yeah, he'll he'll do it at some point. Hey, all right, uh, Steffi, getting hungry. We should get going. <laughs> Persona Four Golden had the dignity to allow you to get them on the first run. But anyway, yeah. um, oh, they did have that in that, eh? Yeah, they're oh, uh, uh, Phoenix Ranger Jetman. I'm sorry, <laughs> Phoenix Ranger Featherman R. Featherman R. They're they're, they're, ba they're based on the actual Sentai show called Jetman. But okay, never mind. Um, mm -hmm. Moving on. Uh, neither Zestiria nor Berseria, the recent duology of Tales games, and the two most recent uh. games as of this recording. Because uh, <laughs> maybe there'll be an announcement after January 29th. But uh, neither of them are in our final four. Uh, now, please correct me if I'm wrong. Zestiria was considered below average and berseria is just anime revenge delightful nonsense i yeah berseria has some good bits but it's a little bit like mm, there's still not enough different here I, yeah I, I like how ridiculous the motive the character motivations are in berseria you have like you have two literal revenge monsters one spirit cursed with bad luck one spirit cursed with like not knowing anything about the world i and love then, eisen oh my god yeah, yeah, then, oh my god and then, right? uh, and then, you know, uh, Eleanor being challenged with her whole worldview, and then whatever the hell Majilu is. It's a really, it's, it's a really, really Majilu's silly, good. It's a really silly cast, but I think a really fun cast. Like, they're, 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 they're sort of character extremes, but not in a bad way for me. I, I almost I, I think it was more it. the world and the world and sort of weird, uh, weird sort of plot elements. I don't know. I yeah. think it really it stood did, out to me. It didn't click for a lot of people. I'm one be honest and say i put it in my top four because i do I really did. really I, dig it i haven't finished it though and that was uh that's the uh my bugaboo about that game um yeah i think it's the characters they're just like vesperia they're like six people who don't know each other slam together have some fun and then it is a bit over edgy and looking back at it like there are definitely some things i would love velvet could have lightened it, up a lot sooner it, yeah, it's, it's one of the best one. casts um i I probably would have ranked it higher. I just ended up falling off of it because I think I was just a bit, little bit all tails out. Yeah, no, that's understandable out. because I, I think I will. I will revisit it because I I, yeah, I, I I really did enjoy it when I was playing it. I just got frustrated with a late death that had me lose about two hours of gameplay. Yeah. Uh, it's another you, game. Yeah, there, there's, no, there's no auto save in it. Yeah, there's another <laughs> game guilty of damage sponges as well towards the end of the game. Yeah. The final boss is horrible. I hate it. How did we fare with the Zisteria then? Because I, I that's one of the few I've not beaten. I liked it at the time, but I went back to it two months later and just went, no. It's I fell so... off it in a major way. I just it's... did not care. It's I, really I hated plain. the equipment system. Yeah, <sighs> the equipment system actually took way more effort than it was worth, and that's it's... when when I fell off. They improved on it in Bethesda a little bit, but it's still annoying. But yeah, Zestiria's got so many little systems that it explains through 40 text boxes that you just do not take in. And I'm just like, and it's got so many restrictions as well, which is one of my other problems with Zillia too, in that you have to have, you only have two human characters in your party, and you have to have, you can ha you have to have them in. 
and then you can yeah. only have two other characters so you always have to have Saray and, and Rose or yeah, Alicia. And, and then you can fuse with the non-human characters which is a sort of late game plot point in Berseria. Like, yes. but, but but in Berseria the human spirit fusion is a like dark dark experiment but in Zestiria it's like commonplace with a human and spirit partner fighting together. Am I? I'm, yeah, the shepherd's I, ability. I, okay, you're right. I ha- I haven't played Zestiria, so I'm <laughs> spitballing a little bit. But like, I thought that seemed cool, but also seemed a little bit limiting. Like, uh, uh, party freedom is one of the highlights of a lot of previous Tales games. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's a massive downer. Yeah, I think I like the fact that it went back because it was the was this the twentieth anniversary games Zestiria, I think. So they took it mm. right back to the roots and went traditional fantasy. But it just yeah, didn't do 20, much. 2015 or 2016 would have been the 20th anniversary. Yeah, it was 2015 here at least. Um, but yeah, it just... I feel disappointed because it was the one game that I... I played that in Hearts R and was like, I think I might be done with this series now. It was just a bit much. But then Berseria reeled you right back in. <laughs> Berseria reeled me right back in with pirates and a pirate man I want to punch me. So there you go. <laughs> He doesn't really change weapons. He just changes the band around his, uh, like his his bracelet around his arm, and it just it inspires him to punch a little differently. Yeah, exactly. You know, what, like if if like male gamers have Tifa Lockhart, I'm happy we have Eisen. Yeah, okay. me too. I'll take it. He's he's a handsome man, that's for sure. But I I, I liked how his uh, every character in Berseria <laughs> has a uh, a sort of gameplay gimmick, how they can pull off their special moves. Yeah, and with, I uh, love that. It, that and, was and, uh, it made the, it made them feel different and unique. And it's a little bit annoying with uh, Rokuro, who can only do sort of counter moves. When, yeah. when, when, when the rest of his moveset is pretty good, but pulling off counters is kind of annoying. Um, and uh, Velvet is a broken beast with her, you know, eating other other enemies and and yeah. uh, chaining them to supers. But Aizen would pull off moves following knockdowns, and if you just load him up with knockdown stuff, he's the most fun character to use in random battles. I he's, I love- he, he's less good against bosses, but it's yeah. awesome pulling off the knockdown dragon transformation stuff. It, oh, yeah. it's great. I played. What was Magi Lu's gimmick? I forgot. Hers oh. was um, she. She could like absorb Maybe enemy magic out. attacks, and then, it, yeah. and, and then uh, and then like fire back mm. with more powerful version of her spells, or or like ca- or like spells without casting times or something. Right. Yep. She seems um, strong, but I, I didn't use her. I I really switched between the three uh, close range attackers and uh, and Eleanor sometimes, but I'm bad at air attacks, so I didn't I. I definitely like how like a lot of recent Tales games have been trying to like put in a character in there for everyone. They always have that one kind of classic one who's doing your you know demon fang. Um, yep. But there's, like there's a lot of the older ones, character, I only... one punchy character, one air character, <laughs> at, at least two flavors of mage. Yep. But like one thing I like is that um uh, like while the older the newer games I find are a bit easier to get into, they're just a bit newer. I one thing I don't like about the older ones is that it's only the main character who really feels comfortable. I find. Yeah, I think Eternia might yeah. be the exception because Farah is so cool and so fun to play as. I love playing as Farah. She is good. Yeah, the only and the only thing I hate about that one though is that I found Chat and Max were unfortunately just undercooked as far as if you give Max, Max if you give Max so. the, if you give Max the, the canceller if you give Max the canceller he will go That's through right. his entire uh, TP bar in one move, but it yeah. is it is the most satisfying attack in the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, God, God his. I, I like. I don't what, know what how he became ball. the head of like a rebellion. He just kind of like you know. Hey, do you want to lead us? Yeah. He gives one word answers to everything, and so, un- unless it's unless it's him firing his laser and going. Ha, ha, ha. And like I love his second com- in command is a lot more empathetic and well thought out, and you know does most of the talking. He's just yeah. 
<laughs> he's just an inspirational figurehead, and I love him for it. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got a wife too, right? Yeah, I think so. I, yeah! I mean, he's like a partner. Yeah, yeah and you just kind of meet her in random places. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah, we are, all right. If we're talking about Max from Eternia, maybe we should uh, move on a little bit because we do want to get to Eternia soon. But next is um, a game that got a couple votes: um, Tales of Fantasia, the original Tales game, before uh, before that team split off to make Star Ocean and Valkyrie Profile. Tales of Fantasia is a really, really good Super Famicom RPG. I loved it. Mm. I nearly voted for it, but I haven't played a good version of it. So. I, I've played it on Super Famicom. Uh, emulator twice, uh, the PS1 ver emulated version once, and the GBA version once. Oh, see, and, I want to play uh, the PS1 I, all the PS2 Because okay, I was obsessed with that game for like the first half of the 2000s. But that PS1 game is the PS1 remake is very very good. Yeah, the, outstanding. Yeah, the, love it. The PSP full voice version might be the best way to play it because it's the PS1 version with more voice work. And uh, um and and supposedly slightly better load times, but I, I haven't checked that for myself. But it slightly is, better graphics too. Is that right? Did they redraw the characters? They, they did redraw yeah, the characters to make them a yeah. little bit uh uh brought them in line with like Eternia. Yeah, I, I think um they give Mint a nurse costume instead of her like instead of her, uh, her hat, which I don't like as much. But, no, I mean because Mint's costume is so like early '90s anime. Yeah, yeah. I'm a hundred percent here for that. Yeah, I, 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 like like, like Kless's armor does look better. It looks like the same, but a little bit. Crisper, but they changed Mint to a nurse outfit. And I don't like that as much. Um, and, and, and I actually they... love the thought process with Class, though. They actually give him a handle yeah. for his giant sword, so he can like sl slice yeah. through it a bit better. And they put friggin' a, a bicycle seat on Archie's broomstick, okay. yeah. and, they, and they gave her a cool little cloak <laughs> in the remake, which yeah, I think looks yeah, good. Really cute. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I love those character designs. They're so simple, but they're so mm. cute. I love very, them. very, very good at what they set out to do. Yeah, and I think I mentioned this a long time ago, how old Tales games felt like you were sort of keeping the enemy at bay so your mage and healer would be safe. Like, Fantasia is all of that, because Kless is really the only capable main character, like, uh, mm. like a player character, and all of yeah. your other characters are either ranged attackers or healers. So... I was going to say, if you're playing the Famicom version, especially, Super Camp Famicom yeah. version especially, mm. but if you're playing any of the others, you do have Suzu, but she doesn't join you until the third act. And, and also, mm. she's mostly a ranged character. She throws a bunch of kunai yeah. and stuff. But it's, yeah, so it's yeah. it, like I felt like I was playing a fighting game, but I had four, three people behind me, like, uh, like helping out, which was, uh, which was, which was cool. I don't think it totally holds up to compared to what Modern Tales mm -hmm. is, especially uh, when you put in the, uh, the 3D plane and the and the possibility of multiplayer. But Fantasia, I don't know if I'll ever replay it because I played that damn thing four times and have sunk <laughs> probably a, a couple hundred hours into it. It's a long game already. But, a giant bonus dungeon too. Yeah, yeah. in the uh, um, not in the Super Famicom version, but in all the later ones, yes. Mm -hmm. With with uh, with Hades at the end of it, but mm -hmm. uh, it, it's a very very cool 16-bit RPG. That uh, I... am I the only one who didn't vote for it, or no, uh, I didn't. I only, only Rob, I, voted, Rob, I voted for Rob it. Rob and I both did. Yes, mm. I loved it. I remember I played it one winter and I was just totally in love with it. But I think it's one of those games where it's like like Tetris. I can't give it the baton because it was the first one to do it. It's a bit old and cookie cutter for me, so I didn't vote for it. I love it. It's just a bit old. Yeah, I, I played I, again. I played it four times, but all of, all of those playthroughs were me loving it the first time. Oh, there's a PS1 remake. I'm gonna bend over backwards to play that. Oh, I want to <laughs> play the SNES version again. I did that too. Oh, actually. oh, the, I'll play the I'll play the GBA version now. Oh, this one sucks. Maybe I'm done with Fa Maybe I'm Kinda done with Tales of Fantasia. 
the kangaroo <laughs> war. God, changing Ragnarok to kangaroo is one of the <laughs> like is one of the most. It's so good. Amazing. Did, did, did you see how that happened? Uh, what is Cl- that for Cl- real? Cl- uh, Clyde Mandolin of Legends of Localization. He he did the test himself uh, in uh, Microsoft Word. Uh, spell check uh, suggests that Ragnarok be changed to yep. kangaroo. No. Yes. Yeah. So that is what happened. They ran spell check and they just accepted all the changes. Wow. Amazing. I, that's you can't see me right now, but my jaw is open. I love, <laughs> I like, I love I have, pointing that out. I have both eyebrows way, way up. That's amazing. Oh, man, that's Which probably explains good. class to Klaus and class to Cress as well. Yeah. Oh, I don't like Cress. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I like Cress either. more than Cress, but they do call him Cress in the arena battle in Eternia. So I, I think I think that one's 50-50, but Clarth to Klaus or Klaus is... Come on, man. Clarth yeah. is so much cooler. Cloth is really cool as well. There's an inconsistency with names through the series anyway. Like, right, um, yes. Kohak's been Amber and Kohaku and Kohak. So, you know, from Hot Why did they do it for that one? That one and was there's so also, weird. Uh, there's also Woodrow versus Gar well, and Max versus Fog. Kohaku yeah. means Amber in Japanese. Yeah. No, so. but I mean uh, Shing to Core. Oh, because sh- I think Shing, Shing Meteorite just sounds stupid, but Core Meteor sounds just as stupid. asking. Just stick with tra- trails, uh, sorry, Tails Tradition. Just call him like Steve or something. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Meteorite. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'd be all over that. I would too. My name is Stan Eileron, and here's my son, Kyle Eileron. <laughs> And I think I think Chester Barklight is such an amazing name. He's a he's I love that side, name. He's one of the side characters from, from, from Fantasia. He's he sounds like the captain of a starship or something. Chester Barklight, yeah. Mint Arnade, awesome. I think. Yeah. It's, it's, They're good with coming up with white people names, man. Yeah. Chester, Chester Barklight, meet my commander, Edge Maverick. Oh man, <laughs> for sure. Luke von Fabre. Oh, oh no, God. No, Mysterica sounds terrible, though. I hate that Oh my that god, one. Mysterica Fende, whatever it is. I was like, oh, what is god. that? What is that yeah. from? It's a That's good thing. Uh, Abyss. Tales of the Abyss. It's oh. Tears real name. Oh, It's, it's a good thing goodness. white people in gated communities yeah. haven't played Tales games, because they would borrow so many. Vandestelka. You should stick with the sad girl name. Guys, it sounds like, so it sounds like right. the best lacrosse team ever, guys. Just all Tales names. <laughs> oh, Gylardia Garden. Gylardia. This, I love this is like turning into like a key and peel bit. I love guy. I will pretend <laughs> my thumb. Okay. Um, okay. If we're, if we're, maybe I should cut all that out. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, at least we'll never forget it ourselves. Um, this going... has been the best Tales podcast. I mean, we've covered every base imaginable. Well, uh, now we're going into the base where we uh, hate on little children because Grace's F is the last game in our uh, set that is not among the finalists. Uh, I like this dear. game, and yet, yeah, both Ro- Rob, yet. Rob, both you and Steph voted for it, uh, mm. and I wow. just, I never made it past the first four hours or so because I hated all the characters. Mm-hmm. Gameplay wise, it is the best Tales game. Absolutely, it is. Agree. Yeah, I would agree. Standing battle system. Uh, yeah. If they made, if there was a unicorn that existed and made of video games, it would be Tales of the Abyss's story and Tales really? of Grace's combat. Really? Not not the unicorn in Fantasia that gives Mint an earring? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the one in Symphonia that you or... have to break the horn off of. Mm, yeah. And you murderer! I know. Um, um, yeah. 
Graces is easily the most fun to play. I would take Graces with Vesperia's cast and the Abyss story, but it actually I... made your accuracy stat and your evasion stat matter, and no, yeah. so few games actually make that thing matter. And so the, few action RPGs do, yeah. The, the combat didn't use TP. They used almost. Uh, now, correct me if I'm it wrong. Was I did, it was things Yeah, CC. I, yeah I, I didn't play a lot of Graces F, but it was almost like a flowchart how you could sort of build CC and then spend it on better moves. But it was all sort of a if you yeah, and if you hit yeah. all of the weaknesses, you actually got your your stuff replenished so you could yeah. actually keep a combo going so if you played mm-hmm. it right then you you would just be on top of every fight yeah and every character has four mystic hearts that you can chain whoa yeah. that sounds dope hubert's no. good hubert is good instant balls is good like, <laughs> is, is he the one with glasses yeah. he is yeah. he's really right. bratty, okay. but he's very I, I adore him he's such an idiot dance worth a damn mystic balls yeah <laughs> mm-hmm, that's right is, is <laughs> that is that a real ba- uh, battle voice call out <laughs> yeah. pretty much it's supposed to be something waltz but it does not sound instant anything waltz. like that uh, it's like something waltz or something yeah um but uh, nope, it sounds like balls. instant balls all right it's, it's awesome because they're crazy like pascal has some really fun ones that use the um oh god the, like summons um and also her last one is a robot of asbel <laughs> that charges into all the enemies and shoots the hell out of everything um man this game but... sounds awesome yeah it's maybe, so maybe, fun maybe i should get not play it no, I played part of the beginning, and I just oh, got really yeah, you annoyed. Didn't like the kid. I didn't like the little mm-hmm. kids, but they grow up. And I love they give you an option to skip that for future runs. Is it like totally not integral? Yeah, yeah, you have to beat the game first. Yeah, and wow, if you want to this... skip it, they're cool uh, with it. This feels like all of these skip the fade mods for Dragon Age Origin oranges. Um, <laughs> yeah. um I, I will say I hate Asbel. Like that guy is dumb. Uh, as oh, a he's just, he his is name is Asbel, and he's dressed like Elvis, and just who cares. <laughs> I mean, I I dislike the cast apart from Sophie and Hubert. Like, I really do not like any of them. Shia um, kind of sucks the life out of everything. She's awful. And the oh, like, one God. thing I hate killer on the battlefield, and she like, is just the worst of what's girly in girls. Well, she likes chicken. Chicken makes girls good. Like, was that this like a quote that she says? And she, I tell you what, these games do have the best skits though. Oh my God, they're so funny. funny. Enough, right? yeah. Wait, is, is yeah. it Cherry or Sophie that has a weird? Hateable, unrequited crush on Asbel. It's Sharia. Okay, it's Sharia. Sharia. Okay, yeah, she, she was she was my least favorite from the moment I met her. Yeah, that's the, the especially weird thing about Sharia is like it seems like they're setting her up to like oh we're gonna kill her off and it's gonna be really tragic because like throughout the whole childhood arc it's like oh I can't I can't come out I, I'm I'm sickly don't you know <laughs> um and then she grows up and like they never talk about it ever again. Oh. I know. She got better. Malik's okay. Malik's okay, but they just they just don't gel. They're, they're stupid and funny, and I love I do love the skits, and I think they're really, like peaches look like butts as well. Is another great line from this game. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, 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 often... so they're way ahead way ahead of the game before emojis <laughs> even existed. I know, right? I'm so surprised this took until 2017 or 18 to take off. But Sophie said peaches look like butts in mm-hmm. 2000 and. It came out in 2009 in Japan, so I will say. Okay, now this, the, this might have crossed ahead of Zillia for the Tales games I need to revisit. <laughs> yeah, I think after the... It's it's the most fun by far, but I just... And I hate the story as well, because it is literally the JRPG oh. of JRPGs of friendship. Oh God, yeah. It is Lord. so corny. It's just so fun to play, though. Like, so... I actually thought the epilogue was really cute with uh, them adopting Sophie. I thought that was a really, really cute touch. <laughs> I adore Sophie. The, she's the she's only so character nice, I take yeah. my own. Oh, the stuff with like with with King Richard and um, them 
like, oh, we need to save him when I just I had no sympathy just for that guy. And I didn't yeah, like the dude is causing a lot of problems. Of right. Yeah. I did ship Asbel and Richard way harder than oh, yeah. anybody though. Like they were cute oh, together. They actually yeah. had chemistry. Unlike oh Sharia, where like all of her battle descriptions are like, it's to make the boys notice, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the fact is she lost because Richard and Asbel were super cute together. I know the Actually, opening the opening sets it up so well as well because he just walks past him on the by the tree and it's just slow motion and I'm just like, God damn it, oh, just yeah. The sunglasses tip down. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, 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 I love so, stupid uh is it Malik his back laser beam? Oh my god, I love Malik's back laser. That was one Mr. Car I forgot about. Oh I'm disappointed. I, I don't understand any of this discussion, but I am definitely more interested in grace's f now i i do own it and i did try playing it when it, around when it came out but i don't remember what i was into at the time that was preventing me from doing so uh, like one thing i really liked um there's bits of that game's localization where it's really obvious that some things were just like lost in translation or wouldn't work mm-hmm. um like the, like the end of battle skits where like <laughs> sharia asks asbel to like think of something i can't even remember what it is oh. like i want you to tell me what this is and then he just like takes a long time and then when he's finally got his answer she just interrupts him and says you're late um and it's like is that a joke what is that yeah <laughs> i did like the one where they're all giving some sort of big speech at the same time <laughs> and they're, I love- they're totally uncoordinated <laughs> And, like, yeah. they're all doing, like, those kind of fancy, you know, like, Japanese, uh, like, Power Rangers kind of fancy poses where you're, you know, wrapping your arm around the room, mm-hmm. you know? And so everyone says their own battle chant at the same time. A lot of them were really funny, but you're right. Some of it was lost in translation. I do like a nice pose accompanied by a battle chant. It's true. Yeah, it's hard to describe yeah. on here. Anybody who's played the game, I think, knows what I'm talking about. I mm-hmm. hope. All right, well... Uh, Grace's F and Berseria did get vo- and Fantasia did get votes, but were not enough to make our final four. Uh, and we are in fact at that final four right now. So uh, the ones, the games that got the most votes for our little podcast exercise are Tales of Destiny, Tales mm. of Eternia, mm. Tales of the Abyss, mm. and Tales of Vesperia. Those mm. are our official final four. <laughs> I love Steph's approving, like, mm, yeah, I agree with all of this. It's all right. Yeah, I like these. <laughs> Let's go in just cl- uh, chronological order, the, the same order that I mentioned just now. Uh, the first Tales of Destiny is the second Tales game, and I think for mm. a long time, until uh, maybe until Zillia, it was the number one top seller of the whole franchise. Uh, its characters are enduringly popular. Leon was always at the top of uh, character polls in Japan. This little pink cape. Yep. Yeah. Tales of Destiny is one of those rare games that's actually like laugh out loud funny. It can be. Like some of the stupid morning yeah. wake up shenanigans is just pretty great. I think the Aww. writing is good and the characters are very good, but uh, mm-hmm. I-, I just hated how sluggish it was. It has it has mm-hmm. bad load times and it feels like a slower Fantasia for me. It's a little so, tough. Yeah. yeah. That that's why I, I didn't. The make encounter it that rate far. is incredibly high too. Yeah. Exactly. So th- that that those are the reasons why I. Uh, did not make it to the halfway point, but but otherwise, it, it's it's, it's pretty game. good. Like if anything, it was a game that was screaming for a remake. And guess what? It did get a remake, but we did not get the remake unless you uh, live in Japan and speak Japanese. So, <laughs> but uh, Rob, you voted for this one. Uh, what are some of the big strengths of, De- of Tales of Destiny to you? Oh, I just I loved this game so much. It is definitely definitely hard to go back to. Uh, some of the dungeons are absolute nonsense, but um, 
I, I love the cast. Um, I like the sort of interplay between Stan, who's just a meathead, and Ruti, the thief. Um, Ruti is and... a really good uh, uh, leading her. lady. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just nostalgia speaking, but I just, just everything about it just felt like this is like a big warm hug. This is what I want from a JRPG, but at the same time, it's forward thinking and it's doing something new with its battle system and like all all the little namco references that were in there like you play uh, like you fight a dragon at the beginning too like you're yeah a giant dragon like that's amazing you are and you're like a <laughs> you have a talking sword that you bicker with oh yeah. <laughs> and you put cool. you have five in. talking swords that you bicker with yeah <laughs> and and then, um, um i think they go deeper into the talking sword mythos a little bit in tales of destiny too um mm. Because I, I know you go back in time and meet, like, the creator of the sword, Swordians or something. I don't know. Harold, yeah, yeah. The girl but, with the pink hair. Yeah, yeah exactly. A girl with the pink hair named Harold. Must be a Tales of game. But, <laughs> um, but like, these sword, these talking swords that you level up and give you powers, and yeah, and um, sometimes you equip them instead of your regular weapons to level them up. It, it, all of that was really cool. It was just the, 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 basic, the basics of the action of it that dragged for me. Mm. I, yeah. I especially liked how um, your sort of philia, uh, <laughs> your sort of awkward mage girl with glasses, mm-hmm. had like mm-hmm. like her, her swordian was a big broadsword, but also a dirty old man. That was yeah. uh, some oh, fun, some oh. fun banter between them. He was, yeah, yeah. From what I've read, anyway, yeah. Uh, disclaimer: I have not played this because it didn't come out in Europe. <laughs> um, but like. Uh, you have to fight some pirates, and by doing so, you do like a little ship-based game of Galaga, um, and then oh like the, the bonus dungeon is the Tower of Druaga, and it's yes! as big as that game, and it's as weird, and you have to solve all these puzzles, and just all of it just feels like ah, oh, it's a celebration of all things Namco, but it's also like just this giant RPG, and uh, it just felt so good to me. Like it's one of the few Sakuraba soundtracks that I really like. And I feel like the yeah. world was, they really did a great job at establishing a sense of place. Um, the overworld with... theme makes me happy every time I hear it. It's just yeah. really loud and fun. <laughs> um, it's one of the few games that also has like a, a, a sort of early ending too. It's got an awkward. Yeah. Ending. It finishes about halfway through. Uh, um so like there's a scene where like if you win a battle you're supposed to lose the game just kind of ends and they say like they kind of you know went oh on my land, god lived happily mm. yeah i did not know that i didn't know it's that not, either but huh. yeah like, it's even, not reading but no even if you win that battle it's like uh the world was saved okay now yeah. you're gonna go back home and then it's like oh it's That's the it. second start of the game we're seeing we're oh. seeing stan's hometown and Okay, now we're finding out about his relationship with his family, and then okay, some other stuff happens, and I love you can ride a tricycle. Take you back home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Abyss does that too. It takes you home halfway through. It does, through. yeah. Yeah, and you kind of start up everything all over again. That you know, hey, shit, still ain't right in the world. Mm. Act three. Tales <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tales games aren't always great at act threes, which I'm sure we'll talk about later this month. But, oh yeah. <laughs> But yep. anyway, that was Tales of Destiny. Um, this very into it. I it, have such fond feelings for it. I really hope they release R one day. I would Me love too. to see them. It is the one tale. If I could only take one Tales game that Europe or the world hadn't got, it would be Destiny R, like yeah. mm-hmm. remake, hands down. I think yeah. I, I would vote Destiny for that R or Rebirth well. for me. It, yeah, or Rebirth. Um, I, I would. I'm still more interested in Destiny R because that that one feels like more of a legendary Tales game to me because uh, like Destiny is sort of the 
a Japanese longtime favorite, and it's one where I didn't like the action but liked most of the story, and one that fixes the action in a game that I never finished is something I'm very, very interested in. Moving on, the third Tales game, Tales of Eternia, which was, I think we've mentioned this earlier in the podcast, Tales of Destiny 2 in... uh, in Tales North of He-Man in North America, because Mattel <laughs> holds Mattel. a yeah Mattel, uh, the creator of the He-Man and She-Ra universe, has a trademark on the word Eternia. So it was called Tales of Destiny 2, which was made more confusing Not... by a real Tales of Destiny 2, Japan only, later, yeah. blah blah blah. It's it's confusing, but anyway, don't don't seem to have that um, uh, trademark in Europe. Yes. We got the PSP version under I its bought, original title. It. Thank I, you, Europe. I bought that. I bought that. Uh, PSP version in Europe when I was visiting my sister when she was studying oh. abroad. That PSP version, it runs a heck of a lot better than the PS1 version. Wow, it, yeah. It doesn't really make many changes, but um, the load times are way shorter, and it's way more uh, manageable in between you battles. You just gotta hope you didn't get the Volt glitch. Oh, oh no, I didn't. No. Yeah, I didn't either, but I heard. I actually I, I, I heard, I heard too, and, and, and made steps to avoid it, but uh, fortunately I d- it didn't burn me. It's lovely. It's very... It feels like a Super NES game. Like, seriously. Mm, yeah. It's really simple, but... It's a very combat. cozy game. I love yeah. the graphics. The hand-drawn locations are so pretty. Oh, they cool. are. That, yeah. that ranked it very, very highly for me. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like... That's what I liked about... It, it's, it's like a um, similar kind of engine, but prettier version of something like Star Ocean 2. It, yeah. It also was the first game in the yeah, series. Really. Oh, I mean, it, it only had Destiny and Fantasia before it, I guess, that... Uh, it really felt like you could combo, and um, yeah. and by and uh, if you alternate, lightning demon hammer, yeah. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> yeah, and like and like Reed and Pharaoh were both really capable frontline characters that allowed you to really build combos up, and that felt great. And also the uh, the magic interplay between uh, Keel and Meredith was in, was sort of a I weird love system. That. Yeah, but, I love that. But you get really yeah, fun to get... play around with. Yeah. Yeah, you get like instead of spirits, they're cramels, and you have to equip them. But if you combine certain elements, you change some of the spells, but you can take them off and swap them between them. It was fun. It was so much fun yeah, to play you, around with. Like if you had a, if you had wind and you had the ice cramels, you could make uh, the ice tornado spell. And it, was, oh. it, it, it was about their synergy, so you couldn't just throw all of them on Merity. It did, like it, it was uh, like if you put uh, I don't know Sylph on Merity, then. Which ones were attached to Keel were affected the wind spells that Merity got. So, so you actually had to plan it out almost yeah, to actually have yeah. an optimal and, set of and, spells. And, that and, was a great idea. Yeah, and, and ideally you would want an even number of Kramels on each of them, but and then yeah. just play around with who got what to see what spells happened. And also, um, the optional Kramels that, oh uh, that you recruit are like holy crap, Maxwell and Secundus are. Real, real MFers yeah. of, of of optional bosses. I beat Maxwell, but never beat Secundus because uh, you had yeah. well. well mm, yeah. I okay, I did eventually beat him, but it was after I beaten the game and I followed a guide pretty closely. You have to. Secundus yeah. is the is obviously uh, if you see him, Douse, the final boss of Tales of Fantasia, traveling through time or something, because he's the Kramel of time. And because <laughs> Douse was weak against the the Indignation spell, you have to get. Secundus's health down from I think a hundred thousand down to under fifty thousand, and then hit him with an indignation spell before he casts his doom all murder everyone. Uh, the final finisher. boss of Eternia also had yeah you had to finish it a weird way or you got you got wiped. Yeah, yeah that, end, that end game's hard. Yeah, it was. It was, it was I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, it was a Nereid. You, you you can't let the battle go on too long or she just wipes you out. Incredibly yeah. tough game. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's probably aged. Meredy is the cutest thing on the planet. Oh, I adore her and Quickie. I love her. Quickie, yeah, I, I want to give both some hugs. Like, oh yeah, she would randomly hug people if she felt felt that they had um, that uh, fibril. It was it was Reed and the Hebrew. and that one sort of foppish guy who was secretly working for the evil empire. Oh, Raz. Raz. Yeah, him. Yeah, the, like the musketeer looking guy. Yeah, <laughs> definitely like a. That guy had like Magnet. 20 minutes of screen time, and he was great. I know, right? Yeah, I, I was surprised at how ex- how early he exited. I thought he was going to stick around a long time, but he was he was, I only wonder, a, he was only a first disc enemy. I wonder if that game was rushed because I kind of felt like yeah, I felt like that first disc is like super fleshed out, and then there's kind of like less and less as the game goes on. That's mm-hmm. probably true. No, that, that, yeah, that when you get to Celestia, right. it does kind of peter out a little bit the action um, in celestia is good when you're seeking out the celestian kramels yes uh, but uh but it does sort of rush to a conclusion and disc three is is extremely empty oh can you can you like overlay some of uh eternia's celestia battle theme right here that so and also uh, I, I didn't bring this up before didn't symphonia feel like an amalgam of fantasia and eternia to you because it was set in the fantasia universe but then they did the two worlds eternia thing yeah, Eternia kicked off a load of yeah. traits, I think. So it had, well, I mean, Destiny had the traitor, but then Eternia. I has... Eternia did the two world thing best, actually. It, it did, I yeah. do too. Yeah, because like, at least it, uh, Celestia looked unique and it had a real sense of identity. Yeah, it, Celestia yeah, felt. Yeah, I love Celestia. Celestia felt alien in a way that was really cool. Yeah, it looked just like the a lot of in, uh, if the first world of which have I had, what was the first one called in Eternia? The first town. Ta- well, like the first town. Like yeah, yeah, Inferia. Inferia yeah, it. yeah. Inferia felt like a traditional fantasy setting, and Celestia yeah. felt like felt like alien and weird with all of its like purple mountains and uh, and like uh, submarine caves. Yeah, submarines, trains. It had a bit more tech. So the first village was like a bubble dome, purple Pirate. and purple lighting motif. Yeah, it, it almost so felt weird. like it almost felt like changing from the first to second world in uh, in Star Ocean Two. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah, that was that actually really cool Ocean one too. too. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be a fun podcast. Uh, maybe Evil we'll uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll put it on one of the internal votes later. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, that was Tales of Eternia, a game that all four of us like appear to like very much. And now uh, let's go to the one game that all four of us voted for: Tales of the Abyss. <laughs> Such an obvious one. Yeah, it's that, so uh, good. we podcasted it. We co- we podcasted about it last year because uh, we were all Does excited to like play it. Does it feel like the Tales series did not ever put as much effort into the story as they did with this one? I think they peaked around Abyss and... Well, it was around that time that Hideo Baba came on board and it was just uh, yeah. gumdrops, in, right? Asperia was his first game, yeah. But, I, think, um, I think that many Tales games game after Abyss but... have good characters, but it did have... Uh, Abyss has the best story and most fleshed out world, I think. And, My God, hands down. And how, yeah. yeah it, like like the, the, the politics of the story felt cool. I, I loved the, um, the look of a couple towns. Oh God, what's the... Oh shoot, what, what's this, the, the castle with the blonde king... That looks oh, like, Grand Kokma. Oh. Yeah, Grand Kokma. Yeah. yeah, I love Grand Kokma. I, I love everywhere. that town. It's, it's maybe my favorite tale city. I think. Mm, I even I like the, uh, the the Watchers, the the underground place in the mm. cliff. Cool, yeah, because yeah, it's got that kind of cool atmospheric ambient music, and you know, it's all dark and chaotic inside, and these people are just kind of chill on the inside. Like, Abyss feels like the last game in the series where all of the lore is in the game. Like yes. it's mm. like from Vesperia onwards, you do have to start digging outside of the game a little bit or read between the lines a lot more. But Abyss, like Abyss it world, makes sense within the uh, yeah. I I yeah. Abyss yeah. is 
hands down the most coherent and uh, even with all of the terminology that it throws at like all JRPGs love to crub uh crab uh, what word am I looking for? Crib. Uh crib yeah. from uh crib from uh religion and mythology, but I really liked um how couched uh Tales of Abyss was in, in mm-hmm. um Kabbalah and Jewish mysticism. Yeah. It's it's kind of untapped um outside of Oh, like, like a few names of, here and there, but is it just uh, in terms of names or actual like like what? No, um, like the whole the, the, the similar, yeah. The the, the clip off the clip off in the world is based on the Sephiroth tree. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and I think they named each of the columns after branches of the tree. They are, yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. also it's the the world is laid out in the Sephiroth tree, um, yeah. and so like each of the columns it like links up uh, with that diagram. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's fun. so cool, man. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, I mean, there's a lot of RPGs, especially Japanese ones, that uh, are, you know, have a sort of a an oppressive or a dominant religion as a as a central mm. theme or a central, uh, you know, a central player. But it's really interesting in Abyss with uh, there's a written prophecy <laughs> that everyone follows religiously, and the ah. enemies are are the enemies are trying to both disrupt the prophecy, but also. Maybe they take advantage of it, it. make people but, yeah exactly yeah, but but also yeah, exploit it and there's mm-hmm. all these different players who have different feelings about the uh, about it and it's and and uh the you know the six main characters are all sort of torn different ways by the by the political and uh you know greater world threatening nature of the conflict it's it's super good it's a really mm-hmm. really good rpg story and I, mm-hmm. I i played through part of it on ps2 a long time ago and you can talk about it. any it, sort of good story buzzword and basically abyss has it yeah. is there a betrayal mm-hmm. yes is there like big environmental cataclysms yes absolutely is there a big war definitely is there a major character um, turn uh that huge. Like, like, oh. yeah. holy crap <laughs> yeah jesus <laughs> like, like luke goes from extremely unlikable to oh this twist the, the, him turning good like feels earned and not mm. trite he does he does turn never into fully like, worked for me uh, okay. yeah he does turn into the typical jrpg protagonist yes. he gets he gets more boring after the turn but like i but, love but... the fact that he still beats on the mascot <laughs> right oh well, yeah mew yeah but mew's mew master um, yeah who yeah. wouldn't i mean i'm sorry <laughs> I like Abyss a lot. It is definitely one of my top four. It ranks very highly in my top four, but like, just Luke never did it to me. Never, never gave it to me. Uh, never, never did it for me. Because like, you know, the first fifteen or twenty hours, he's just insufferable, and then uh, I like that he tells people oh. of high rank and low rank to shut up. Yeah. I like yeah. that that um, everyone acknowledges how insufferable he was, and even makes him yeah. pay for his insufferability and the horrible thing he does at that uh, at, the, at the turning point of the game. They totally silent yeah. treatment him. They, yeah, they they, they, they very much enough. acknowledge uh, how terrible he was and keep reminding him of it. Which that's actually may- a pretty like edgy time too. Like everybody is like angry at you, even in skits. Like they just don't want to deal yeah. with you anymore. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't really happen much. In I think if, if he had been forgiven instantly, I would have hated it. But because he has to live with it, I was more accepting of his, you know, of, of the turn. And it sort of bad. makes sense why, with everybody hating on him, why he was so flexed by the ba- the actual bad guy of the game, you know, kind of manipulating him. And also, he I, was, I feel a little sim- manipulate. Like after I I realized everything that's going on between Luke and Ash, I I felt a little bit more sympathetic towards Luke. It's like, oh, this is kind of messed up. Yeah, you mm. may- maybe maybe you have been dealt a a bad hand in some ways. He was basically a he was basically a nobility or, ro- or royalty, so I can only be so sympathetic of him. But still, like some effed up stuff happened to Luke. 
But one of the mm-hmm. one of the funny things that I remember seeing that kind of made me look at this game in a new light and be like, maybe I am being too harsh on it, was like somebody was saying like, oh, people just don't like Luke because he's like the he's the er entitled gamer as an RPG character. <laughs> <laughs> he is a, l- a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I like Guy quite a bit. I mean, Guy, I love Guy. He's, he's good, and his Johnny so Young nerdy. Bosch voice acting is really nice. But yeah, also like. Well- how they subvert that like it's comical he's afraid of girls and it's like oh no i can't be near a girl but it's like oh it's because he was covered with like women's corpses when he was a baby yeah oh god like he's trying to kill luke and his like, father for everything you're my best friend and i'm gonna kill you <laughs> oh, but he's so understanding as well it's yeah. crazy he's like yeah like the... but we all make mistakes <laughs> and, I also... Yeah, and i also like a couple times when tears mad at him she sort of sneaks up behind him and hugs him just just so he can like just he can, like, like just just to like have him faint <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, Jade and Guy are my favorite for sure. Oh, Jade, Jade is oh, so man. amazing. What, what Guy, is, like, you're weak. Why you're me? a hack. You're a whack. <laughs> just, what is what is superb sardonic sorcerer? I love that. Oh, I love that yeah. guy. He's oh, on dude. fire throughout the whole thing, and the fact that he like just barely has a sort of like uh, you know father son moment with Luke at the end was just precious. Oh my! He's oh. like he is the reason Abyss happens, though. He created Fomicry. Yeah. He is the reason all the stuff happens, and, and I'm his, like, and his like childhood, his childhood homunculus experiment is what set the uh, the Fell Arms quest in order in this game. Yeah, yeah, and, that and was that was a very dark take everything. on that. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> also I sort of love how they they um uh, they do the Castlevania Symphony of the Night thing of taking of making him very supremely powerful <laughs> Fun and, then ta- and then taking the powers all away. <laughs> um, and then you hit level get, forty like, level... and he's like, "Hey, I'm yeah. back." Yeah, you get the skit. <laughs> you get a skit when he gets <laughs> to level forty. <laughs> I uh, love the the, the... the the interplay between Jade and his uh, analog and the God Generals. That f- I can't remember his name. The flamboyant oh, yeah. guy yeah, yeah, who flies yeah, around the, in the, the fair. The guy, the guy voiced Rose, by Kazuki Yao. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're just both same. They're both just two sides of the same coin. Um, but we, we it's great. We mentioned this with the God General stuff before, but every each of the four main characters has a corresponding villain uh, in the yeah. you know among the six lieutenants of the main villain, and I. I, I, I sort of, I sort of love it. It's like it sets up a final, a very natural final conflict. Yeah. yeah, I actually like sticking with all of them together throughout the game too. You don't get any surprise villains. You don't get any mm. surprise motivations. It's just kind yeah. of them. There so, are some surprise twists that are that are all telegraphed at least, but uh, yeah. but but they don't. None yeah. of nothing feels completely unearned. They, they give no. they give you enough breadcrumbs and enough character work that I think it's. I think I think this is it's one of the best PS2 RPGs. I really really think highly of Abyss. Me too. It's great. Yeah. I'm glad Me I finally too. played it on the 3DS version. Maybe, maybe even one of the best 3DS the RPGs. I beg pardon. Yep. Maybe maybe even one of the best 3DS RPGs because I absolutely just love oh, yeah, yeah, playing yeah. Oh, through yeah. that again. Yeah, me too. The definitive way to play too because those loading times. Oh yeah. The graphics weren't even that good. What is it loading? <laughs> yeah, it it looks surprisingly good on 3DS. Yeah, yeah. it really does. Yeah. I was a little skeptical about PS2 going to 3DS, um, how good it would look. But mm. yeah, um, Abyss and uh, Dragon Quest VIII are both look fantastic mm-hmm. on 3DS. Mm. And freaking Xenoblade. I mean, I don't know how that system did it. Oh, wait, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, that one too. Yeah. That, that, that was a new 3DS exclusive, so maybe it had help. So anyway, the fourth game in our <laughs> final four is Tales of Vesperia. Vesperia with a V. 
Um, mm-hmm. It very, very recently had a Switch, PS4, Xbox One, PC also. Yes. yes. Yeah, remake. All four of them. And, Troy uh, Baker, when he was still in his anime days. Right. I know. But, but before he got too big to hire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it, so it has your Persona 4, Vesperia, era Troy, Troy Baker, and a real cast of weirdos with, uh, again, you know, similar to Berseria, different motivations, different connections to the world at large. That uh, I, I think it's a really good tales and a, cast. And a, and a smoking dobe. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rapid, what a good boy. Rapid. It had well, a character so popular that he had to be taken out of popularity contests because he just yeah. kept on winning. Yuri and Yuri? Leon. Yeah. Uh, Yuri, Leon, and Luca are all exempt. Yeah, I, th- I think that maybe the strong Vesperia is, I think, rock solid top to bottom until you get to the third act, which feels yep. uh, which feels tacked on. But we'll definitely yeah. talk about we'll talk about that later this month. But it went from having a big theme of like justice to just the you know environment Aesop of. I think the environment stuff was building up slightly and having replayed it recently, um, it does do a bit more setup than maybe is more obvious. And maybe it might be additional cutscenes and stuff that they've added in, but it's very distinctly three acts. Like we'll get to it later in the month, but like act one is saving the Blastia. Act two is the child of the full moon act and the whole destroy the villain. And act three is like, "Eh, surprise, bad, another villain. Yeah. They they do set up, the third act a little bit but yeah it um like act acts one and two have these very clear arcs that i was definitely invested in and then the third act is like oh remember this that happened then well it's it might end gotta the world. go out on a big jrpg bomb of saving the planet <laughs> all of the planet yeah, yeah. and you can't but until act three the, these characters and settings i think are, are really good and the combat is you know maybe just a better version of uh symphonia or abyss but feels really really solid yeah, I'd say combat is... takes at least a few dungeons to warm up, but after you get into it and you start pulling off combos, you're. I think fatal really strikes. Hard. What, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not really hard. You, you have to get you have to guard very judiciously, and um, I guess I'll, I'll talk Ooh. about this in a few weeks. But there's one early boss fight that just completely <laughs> annihilated so... me. <laughs> yep. Uh, is it the stupid wolf? Is it that like, It's the stupid it's wolf fun. in the mountain. Yeah. 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 Do you remember, like, do you remember I, when they put that out? Is the before the game came out, they put it out. It was like a pre-release demo where it was just like that forest ending <laughs> yes. at that wolf, and I just I could not beat that wolf in the demo. Like, and then I bought the game. Every other boss in the game, every boss in the game, I defeated on the first try, except for that stupid wolf. Took me four or five. It was <laughs> a mess. I literally spent more time on that than like other secret bosses in that game. Yeah, you tried doing the secret mission with it as well. Oh God. Is, is that like is where you knock out with the, the flower? Yeah. The flowers? Yeah. And so, like at the end of the at the end of the fight, like one of my party members is left barely alive, and Carol starts up the next scene. He's like, that was easy, guys. I know. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it's like it's like Carol, you are permanently benched the rest of the game. You jerk. Oh, yeah. You and your I little bag. Carol, he's so cute, though. So do I. I've got a lot I of love. Him. Does he get an extra hit in his combo later with a skill or something? Because he desperately needs a third hit on his basic combo. Yeah, he's not fun to play as. I think he does. I can't remember. I, I think he gets one later, and I just don't have it yet because. Otherwise, he just does not gain TP fast enough. It's a bad term for it, but he's sort of the party punching bag, where it's like they always kind of tease him a lot. I mean, and him and Raven. Very... He's the he's the Mew of the game. And even he's... his costumes, though, like he gets a costume called Lunch Lady for Pete's sake, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he gets like a little girl outfit for when he's oh, trying to seduce the cards. It's like they yeah. just like to tease him a lot, and yeah. he's very funny when he's teased. Like, you guys suck. But Rita's, like, I, Rita's whole... maybe more brutal to the, to him than anyone else. Yeah, she likes to beat up Raven as well quite a lot. Like, that's he quite fun. It. 
You just deserve it. <laughs> what a sort get. of weird. <laughs> um, Estelle is adorable. Like mm-hmm. I don't really care for the cute, you know, the cute characters that much like that, and especially how girly she is. But she totally works for me. She's like book smart. She nails Sweet. it. Yeah, I, love her. I adore. Well her. read. Uh, uh, very sincere. She's I, nice. I like how um, Estelle, Rita, and Carol sort of come from different corners of the uh, Vesperia world. Estelle's a noble who doesn't have a lot of experience outside the main city. Rita's from the the ma- Magic Guild or whatever. Carol's from a monster hunting guild or whatever. And each of them exploring the world exposes them to new parts of the world that opens up their eyes in a lot of ways. For Estelle, maybe more than anyone else. Hmm. And I, I, I also, I mean, we ha- I can't believe we haven't mentioned Flynn yet. How about Yuri and Flynn's bromance? Oh yeah, everything I feel is in this sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how how Flynn oh. and Yuri are both disenchanted with the nobility and the knights, and Yuri decided to just leave them and uh, act as like an agent of chaos, while Flynn is trying to change the knights from within. And it's so a nice dichotomy. It, it's, a, it's a very good dichotomy. I like both yeah. of them a lot, and I'm, and I'm gonna be I'm excited to being able to and finally have Flynn in my in my party more permanently in, the, in this version. Yeah. Yeah. It does and it's good that they actually put them both as heroes despite their differences and ideologies. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, you know they're both yeah. good guys, but Flynn is still like, "Hey, Yuri, I'm a arre- I'm gonna arrest you. I mean, I kind of have to." And Yuri's <laughs> like, "Well, okay, then I'll do what we both want to do and and punch this noble in the face and run away." More than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> way yeah, more yeah, than a little that. bit more than that. But I'm gonna save it for the podcast later this month. <laughs> yep. Judith, I always liked. She's always cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love how flirty she is, but also how like serious she can be. Real talk, we were talking earlier about like when you can remember playing Tales games. I was 15 when Tales of Vesperia came out, and I'm pretty sure that was the moment I realized I was at least bi. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I actually do like how she's really sweet and just sort of like uh, very easygoing. She's sultry and flirty, but in a in a fun way and not a gross way. Which I, yeah. which is the, which is yeah. the right tone to set for that. I was initially sort of like, oh, they're doing this with her costume, and then yeah. like the scenes that she has and her character. I was like, she is actually really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's know. a really good. Well, it's cast. like she got a priority straight. Yeah, yeah, that cast is incredible. And her stupid, sexy yeah. outfit is a dumb bunny outfit. A very, very weird bunny outfit. <laughs> Oh, I just played a lot of Dragon Quest XI in 2018. I know a thing or two about <laughs> bunny outfits. Yup. Puff, puff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then you have Yuri, who I think is, you know, the, for lack of a better words, shiny star of the whole game. He, it's uh, such a cliche, isn't it? Mm. And I think we'll go into it in a couple of weeks, but he is still probably one of the best JRPG protagonists ever because he's, he's so, so cool. Like, he's I hate so using that word, but he's just cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of the, it, you see this very, very rarely in JRPGs, and it really surprised me when Vesperia did this, and I, I also found it um, quite satisfying. But like, you know, like a lot of JRPGs are like, oh, we're all about what's doing what's right. Um, and Yuri is like, who does the right thing? Yuri is like, look, some t- the law has limits, and depending on how much influence or just the way things go, um, sociopaths who hurt people will uh, get away scot free and not be punished. And you have to not be afraid to like, you know, take it into your own hands. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was a very it was very like non JRPG philosophy that he had. I think that's, I think that's sort of one reason why the third act gets hammered down a lot is because they really drop that angle. Yeah. Oh, do they? Oh, I, I didn't get that far. Like I gave up at that at the rescue Estelle castle oh, mission no. where you they, have oh, to run around. That's and... the end of Act Two. Like that's not yeah. spoil things, but basically oh, he gets off scot free for what he did. Nothing happens with it. 
Oh with, boy. But, but yeah. also, I mean, I mean, Act Three goes again. We have these clearly defined acts one and two, and then Act Three they sort of drop it all for a generic feeling save the world storyline. Like, that's what like Duke and all that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I like Duke, but yeah, not like that. Duke is Duke is a little bit like Dallas from Fantasia in that he's sort of environmentally <laughs> and and save the mana motivated, but he also is kind of a little darker and too Sephirothy for me. It's a little tough to do that multiple times. I think Dows did it the best in Fantasia. Dows did it. Like... Dows is really good. Dow, and also, I mean, I thought this is a step back to Fantasia a little bit. Didn't it feel sort of interesting the way he was almost trying to romance the the mana goddess? Mm, yeah. yeah. It was well, like, it's like this, really this, is an, this is an interesting arc. He's trying. He's anti-war and also extremely pro-war and pro-environment at the same time. Mm. And then they yeah. recontextualize his motivations when they get, give you a thriving Darius Carlon in Symphonia. But uh, whatever, the, the, that's like eight games ago. Uh, Got to stay on task. Uh, <laughs> so um, that's Tales of Vesperia, the fourth of our finalists. Um, now we're going to take a brief break. I'm going to get votes from the uh, uh, from all four of we panelists, and we're going to determine RPG fans' retro encounters official favorite Tales of game. So see you in a, in a moment. <laughs> And we're back. And, man, I, I hate to say this, but we have a tie. Of course we do. Somebody had to play with four people. Yeah, yeah. I, I had this little system where we each rank them in each, you know, uh, first place is four points, and then you go down the line. But it, we end up with a tie for fourth and a tie for first. Um, yeah, uh, Destiny and Eternia uh, are both tied for third or fourth place, and Abyss and Vesperia have a tie at, at first place. So... I'm going to be very cruel. I, I'm going to step back and have the three of you fight over which wins. Now, let's see. Um, I'll start with you, Alana. Um, tell me which bet between only Abyss and Vesperia. Tell me which one is your prefer your preferred one, your your favorite, and why briefly. And that'll be your vote, of course. All right. Well, I'll go for Abyss because I think story. I think I'm, I love Vesperia to pieces. I adore it. But I think Abyss is the one of the only games in the series where characters and story match up perfectly. The, all of the characters are kind of grey, so none of them are like perfect, good people. Um, and Abyss's story is also the most coherent and the most understandable within the game. So that's why I say Abyss over Vesperia. Sadly... No, I, I understand it hurts. But okay, Steph, now your turn. Which of I those? Don't know. Which of which of those two? Well, you voted for one of them over the other, so just. <laughs> I know, but Alana's gonna be changing my mind. Uh, I I know. That's why I usually have votes be private, yeah. but. I'm, I I'm vote so... to pass. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Rob, do you have a preference between Abyss and Vesperia? I do. Abyss, no question. Dang um, it. <laughs> I feel like they went all out in uh, making Abyss uh, a celebration of the uh, of what came before the past decade. Um, it was loaded to the gills with um, mini games and costumes and fun little side activities. It really was. Um, and the the characters in the story they kept me invested from beginning to end to the point where like I was thrilled to go back and play it all the way through again on 3ds whereas uh vesperia uh i i do think it absolutely belongs in the top four but i'm still like a little bit apprehensive about picking up the hd remaster um mm -hmm. just because there's just some parts of that game that were like that was unbearable i don't ever want to do that again and i'm yeah, thinking of the so i'm thinking of the wolf 
on his own. I'm thinking of Carol on his own. I'm thinking <laughs> of um, I'm thinking of the dungeon that I didn't finish. Of, there is uh, that you know, dungeon rescuing Estelle and having yeah. to figure out what statue was in what alignment, and like if oh. you make a wrong move, you have to do it all again. And there's you got to solve this puzzle while you're being chased by random encounters, and it's just like not. <laughs> just, I probably will pick it up again. It is a very, very strong game, but I think Abyss kind of has the edge here. Yeah. All that, right. That, so that, I mean, that, that seems like a, a, two, a 2-0 round victory for Abyss. Tales of the Abyss is officially Retro Encounters' favorite Tales of RPG, uh, a series with many great RPGs, um, some less great ones. <laughs> I retroactively agree. All right. It's 3-0. <laughs> <Okay. Okay. laughs> Got it. The sheep. <laughs> no no it's fine no just hearing you guys talk about it yeah i do think you're right they're so close though like abyss does story better uh, i love the characters in abyss but i love the characters in vesperia more but i think the story in abyss is light years ahead of the rest of the series mm. it's I, never I, been rivaled ever since like it's I just like a lot of the, has been as close i like a lot of the technical improvements in vesperia the um the, yeah. the combat feels better uh i mean it's just, that might just be it being in on a more modern system and the uh yeah, the skill system's way better as well like the yeah the skill system's yeah. better the altered arts are better it's not got any stupid like the field of phonon thing in abyss is stupid um mm. yeah, you can only do it like 12 times and each time it's never it's not worth it but yeah and no, you basically but... need jade in your party to kind of keep it consistent otherwise yeah, exactly you yeah. run into it enough i mean jade's it's, just, it's anyway. <laughs> baffling to get your head around but yeah the vesperia's technical the battle system's way better but i think that abyss is perhaps the more overall engaging Game. Okay, I will say that Grace's was definitely the one shafted here today. Uh, you mispron- I, I, mispronounced Fantasia. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I sadly really I put Grace's that was one of my least favorites. So I, yeah, oh, I just it. can't stand that cast and that story. I really hate it. I don't I really like them either. I skip most of it, but I just love it for the battle system where <laughs> I just invested way too much time into it I'm, to do it all. I haven't played it since 2013, so I will go back and do it at some point. Yeah, that's the last I, time I played it too. I mean, when I, I lost I, my uh, save data. I, uh, I, I, do it. Yeah. I replayed Abyss for the podcast in, uh, I guess that was 2017? Yeah, it was. And, yeah, I think so. And, um, and I... Yeah, isn't it? Well, I have to double check. I yeah, should... it was more, it was April two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, I thought so. I'm so, and, and I'm in the middle of replaying Vesperia right now. But after that's done, I'm probably closest to revisiting, uh, well, first Berseria because I'm in the last quarter of that game and got frustrated. But I'm, I'm, I am interested in revisiting Zillia and Grace's F because, uh, I, I liked parts of those games and disliked others and just fell off them for reasons I don't even remember. So I'm, I'm pretty. It wouldn't shock me if in 2019, later on, I wanted to replay one of those two. But it has not happened yet, and it's still very early in 2019. <laughs> but anyway, oh boy, we've been at it for a long time today. Uh, it's time to do a little bit of housekeeping. Next week, we are having an episode on battle systems again. We had an episode on battle systems in December, but we stuck to mostly turn-based systems in that episode. We are going to stick to our Tales of Month theme and have a discussion all about action combat. Uh, re- reuniting the cast of that Battle Systems episode from several weeks ago. And also, I, I I think we mentioned this in some January episodes, but we are playing two episodes on Tales of Vesperia later this month. They are going to be the last two Thursdays in February, and I'm in the middle of playing that game right now. I am, enjo- for the most part, still enjoying it, so that is going to be a fun discussion. And uh, let's see, what else is there to discuss? Oh, right, uh, in March we are going to be playing the Super Nintendo classic, Lufia 2 Rise of the Sinistrals. 
<laughs> I like that game a lot. I don't think I'm going to be it's on that so episode because nice. I have been on every single episode in December, January, and February, and that's a little unfair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's a really good Super Nintendo game, and I'm eager to hear what our panelists on that episode mm. have to say about it. Absolutely fantastic game. I don't think I can swing it. Uh, I would love to. I just don't think I can find the time um, <laughs> to this. It holds up. It, it holds up big game. time. I've been playing it yeah. lately, and it is very, very good. I had an absolute blast playing that for a month or two and, uh, and, and finishing it. I think it's probably the only good Lufia game, but it is an excellent <laughs> Super Nintendo RPG. Yeah, I think you might be right. I'm yeah. There, there aren't it. that many Lufia yeah. games, but, but it's the good one, and it's excellent. Well, if you have any thoughts on Lufia or Tales or Suikoden 2, you can email us <laughs> at, at, R, at uh, retro at RPGfan.com. You can also comment on the boards, visit RPG Fan on Facebook, check out Discord, check out Twitch, check out Instagram, check out probably another service I'm forgetting. You can find links to all of those on the front page of RPGFan.com. RPG Fan also has two other fine podcasts, Random Encounter and Rhythm Encounter. We swear Rhythm Encounter isn't dead, we promise. And uh, you can re- review uh, Retro or either of those other two podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, or however you are listening to us. Please give us all the feedback we can stand. Now, uh, individual social media, how can listeners reach you, starting with Alana? Uh, You can find me at Alana Hagues on Twitter or Discord at Diving Falcons. Or if you want to email me, you can send me an email at alanah at rpgfan.com. All right, Steph, your turn. I am I am your social media person, so I mean, if you're ever chatting with us on social media, I'm usually the one responding back. But also, you can find me at Dice SMS uh, on Twitter and generally everywhere. And you can see some. I usually post art stuff and video game stuff, so follow me. It's always fun. You post a lot of your uh, art on sort of Instagram and Twitter, mostly. Yeah, I think I'm the same name on both of those. So I mean, wherever yeah. you search for me, you'll find me. Sounds good. And Rob, your turn. I changed my Twitter handle. Uh, you can find me it, it on Twitter. It confused me a few days yeah. ago. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I think I know on, that person. You can find me on Twitter at Nervous, N-U-R-V-U-S-S. Um, I've been Twitch streaming lately. Um, and Ooh. by the time you hear this episode, I will be doing my um, Saturday stream, Saturday morning, Saturday morning Tensei. Um, so if you want to see me struggle through, <laughs> um, if you want to see me struggle through the 16 bit SMT titles, um, it's on twitch.tv slash nervous spelled same as my, uh, Twitter. And that will be at uh, 10 AM Greenwich mean time on Saturdays. So, mm-hmm. uh, come, uh, come bother me. It'll be great. Breakfast viewing. You can find me on uh, Twitter at the Real Monsoon most of the time at Evoker for Dogs. Other times, I am also Monsoon Mike on the uh, Discord and Monsoon on the forums. If you email retro at rpgfan.com, most of the time I am the person that is responding. So that this has been a few hours of tales, and thank you so much, Steph, Alana, and Rob, for joining me. I had a lot of fun. This is great. Well, so did I. Thank you for having me. Pop off about this series all the time. Oh, yeah. We, yep. we, and there's still more room to do that later this month. Yes. Yay. Pop off even more. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> thank you. Good night and good luck. <laughs>